dum 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 you know what, Manny? This is harder than I thought. I know. And you keep asking everybody to do this. Ready? Are you ready to go? Yeah. It's um bum bum be. Um bum 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 dum bum bum bum. Dum bum bum bum. Ready? Yeah. Pressure. Pushing, pushing down, down on me. Pressing down on you. No man asked for. Under, under pressure. That burns a building down, down splits, splits a family in two, puts, puts people, people on, on the streets. That's okay. It's the terror of knowing what the world is about. Watching some good friends screaming. Let me out. <laughs> Pray tomorrow gets Get me higher. Pressure on people. People on the streets. Day, day, day. Okay. Kick my brains around around the floor. There are days it never rains, but it pours. People on the streets. People on the streets. People on the streets. That. That was and we fabulous. weren't even done. We'll just finish right under, under pressure. pressure. Somewhere, somewhere, both David Bowie and Freddie Mercury I are know. standing over I the know. grave. Oh. But I, I appreciate the enthusiasm and the commitment. I kept on seeing butcher shop well, sign. Butcher I, shop I, sign. I want to tell you. Um, I practiced for like two weeks on a rap with a beatbox, and I tried to get Manny together, and we just couldn't sit down because we're so busy. So Manny just goes, fuck it. You know what? <laughs> we push people just to have fun. Let's just have fun with yeah, it. Yeah, that was awesome. So uh, under pressure was enough. <laughs> uh, it is a little painful, huh? Well, listen, everybody. This is this is really exciting to uh, all listeners. We're at the 100th episode of The Construction Life. I'm your host, Teddy Donville from Paint Ready Finishing yeah. Systems. Yes, Teddy. You know, I, and I uh, I started this podcast because uh, I love construction, and I really... I, <laughs> I really, I really wanted to learn how to speak both Portuguese and Croatian. You can't survive without those in construction. It's great to be here, Teddy. Thank you for having us. Thanks well, for having us on, Ted. You're very welcome. Thank you for taking the time. I'd like to introduce first from uh, Hardcore Reynolds, uh, the main man, Manny. I want you to give us the full deets and all your contact info. Uh, oh, yeah. What is it? It's at Hardcore Reynolds, www.hardcorerentals.com, info at Hardcore Reynolds, or Manny at HardcoreRentals.com. I'm all over Facebook, LinkedIn, Google, YouTube, IG, Twitter. I'm on all of them. Su- superlative. That's, Every that's platform. Easy to find me anywhere and anywhere. Now, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, this is going to be interesting <laughs> yeah. because I heard through the grapevine that uh, Carlito, that you've opened a new company. Well, yeah. So Manny's, something's coming uh, uh, ground floor up. That's right. So Manny's been pushing me to brand myself. He's like, listen, dude, you know, we've been doing this for so long. Your stupid Carl Pavlovic just doesn't work. <laughs> and, and he's right. I mean, after listening to the podcast a few thousand times, I've realized that I should be branding myself and not allowing for things to escape through my hands and, definitely, and lose the opportunities. We're doing this for opportunities. So I decided to brand myself. The What's new coming? name What's for the coming? company is 
the construction life rentals. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So watch for it. Watch so, for wow. it. Wow, that's what, great. That's a great stamp on your brand. I think that's fantastic. And it it's only great took a hundred episodes. Eh? Episode. <laughs> it's great that Manny's uh, advocating this and pushing you towards it. Yeah. I, I so think, I think it finally fits. Facebook. It's the construction life rentals and. Uh, if you want to contact me by email, it's uh, the construction life rentals at gmail.com. So and this is going to continue to be general contracting. It's just uh, I'm completely separating it. Manny's like no politics, no religion, none of your bullshit farming. I'm or anything sure that else. you probably saw Teddy on his feed about a cyclist in the Toronto area. Yeah, sometime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting story. And I was like, do not put that on the construction life. Rentals, please. <laughs> so uh, what I'm what I am doing is we, we have a few plans, me and Manny, and one of the plans uh, uh, is that I'm starting the Construction Life Renos, and I'm going to focus on bringing information and, you know, I'm going to present something different that the industry doesn't have, and uh, I'm hoping that everyone enjoys it. Excellent, excellent. Something new. Not That's the right. same old hash down. Uh, uh, That's code, right. Code break. No phony and, pictures. Yeah. Nobody else's pictures. They'll be my pictures. They won't be finished pictures of beautiful work. That They'll be uh, real pictures. Uh, it's going to be, I, I really want to focus on things that, I find in the walls that nobody wants to talk about. It's the little things that cost people money and, you know, some finishes. I can't keep up with many, but I will. <laughs> you know what I found? <laughs> I found on the wall at the last round, it was a two by four left by the contractor from 45. Actually, my son Charlie found it. Left a note on it? He left a note on a two by four in the wall. And, and it was, he said, this house was 130 years old in 1945 already. Like, yeah. and, he said, and he said, I hope you have better luck than we did with the next rental. <laughs> it's really fun. That's Especially fun. Funny. You know what? As long as it didn't say this was a squash box and the point load was <laughs> in it. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny. How many times have you found things, right? Oh, wait, Some, uh, You're talking problems, but think about all the presents you found. Oh yeah, what tools, kinds of stuff, man? Beer my bottles, tools, especially. My first job at the ROM, I was we were doing a reno at the ROM, and I found an old pair of line pliers that you could do curls with, <laughs> up up on the plenum. How big were these things, man? Uh, they were good size. They were good size. Wow. My grandfather's um, level and square at my garage, and you could curl with those too. They're old Stanleys, and they're just oh, drop the old contractors were bigger boys back then. I eh? think well, they had big forearms, yeah. lots of reasons, sausage right? fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That was when you could grab the people that owed you money and you could squeeze them and say, where is my money? You can't do that today? Not you allowed. can, but there's going to be some repercussions. There's police involved. <laughs> so so anyone who's listening, uh, these, these, everything I see from both these gentlemen uh, is just top drawer. And Thanks, they're, they're Thanks always, They're always thorough. And that's where this thing originated. It's about being thorough, being respectful, and being on time, and being courteous, and being clean. Their notes on cleanliness are bar none past everybody's. You've got uh, Manny and Hardcore Reynolds and Carlito now with the Construction Life. Reynolds. 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 Super. Yeah, I was pretty pumped. Me and me and Manny coming to your podcast today was <laughs> was really funny. We were laughing. The I gotta whole admit, way. this feels weird, man. I feel like I want to ask you a question, what? but I'm just sitting here waiting for questions. Well, I, what I, you're going you're going to get them. You're okay, going to get them. No. We're done. We've done with pleasantries. But I guess first well, thing I just want to say is that you look pretty good for a hundred year old man. There, yeah, Carlito. thanks, Manny, and you too. Uh, I did want to say one thing: being in the seat of the guests. It is different. I, I found it very exciting. Sometimes we forget how nervous someone could be. But there's really, if you want to come on the show, there's nothing to be worried about. You shouldn't be nervous. After we start talking, you forget about everything that's going on. It, and you, you facilitate a great environment. Yeah, yeah. Very, I'm so yeah, excited to be yeah. part of every talk. So, Ted, thanks again for having us. Well, you're, you're very welcome. Thanks for I can't uh, wait to it, hear the questions you have. This is going to be fun. I'm a little I, nervous. I'm, I, I've just... <laughs> 
I've just I've just kind of gone through the, uh, the 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 Coles notes here. But I uh, see a folder. I, I see you have paper. A folder. Listen, I, well, I I, I, uh, I the new the new format has been just lovely for me to hear. I really like what you do. It helps uh, elicit great information from people who are already giving dropping dimes yeah, all day yeah, long. Yeah, That's yeah. wicked. Yeah. So. Well, I have a construction bone, and this one is Whoa. really, 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 really... It's been ongoing for the 20-plus years I've been doing this full-time. It's fastener management. And okay. I'll start with a few examples. Tell us. I've ripped more T-shirts on finished nails sticking out of door frames and door jams from guys not doing uh, demo that properly. Just, that just happened to me yesterday. That fucking drives me through the wall. If they were there, the demo guys were still there, the adrenaline surge... They would go through the wall. Like, I can't stand it. You do your job all the way. Same with when I demo. If I demo and at, once I pull the drywall, I, I, don't, I just did one on a 1950s house. It was all nails. I didn't leave any nails behind. You're you know what I mean? so right, Ted. I have a scar on my arm from someone leaving a sharp <laughs> screw and it tore my oh, arm open. Dude. You too. I got, I, I got, I got 100 of that those. That shit happens all the time. And, and then I'll take it even a step further. Floor staples, man. I, like I scrape floors because I'm a finisher. Wire. You're talking about for the oak strips, the thin oak strips. Well, mahogany is usually the worst one mm. when they do the shit they used to put under vinyl. But yeah. what I'm finding is everyone who isn't using that screw system for subfloors, everyone who thinks they can do something cheaper or smarter, when I go to scrape the floors after the mud job's done, because that's how we do it in production. I know that you guys don't. Uh, you guys are more about protecting floors yeah, yeah, yeah. in your rental projects. But with us, even when we get a, a contract that is um, a rental project, typically we scrape. We'll scrape the floor, we'll vacuum. We don't use sweeping compound because there's a paint issue, but we'll sweep, scrape, scrape, sweep, and vacuum. And when I hit fasteners, I hit 10 again. I, I, go, I go bananas. And like, you go fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, and you know, it's my scraper. It's me hitting, you know, my tennis You want to be that office guy that's throwing the computer keyboard on, uh, everywhere oh, and breaking man. the shit up, But man. I mean, we could, uh, please let me know another one Think that you can think of with uh, construction fasteners that are improper, especially demo, first and foremost, but then... Well, I guess in your business is just every drywall screw that's piercing the yeah, paper. That's on the list. <laughs> yeah, if, those guys are the worst too. If you don't pull your screws, it's like damage. Just cut it out. I'll fix it. Don't well, give me I, I had, Or they snap the heads off and they just Ooh. don't go deep enough with the snap and they just leave it instead oh, of just pounding it in. But right? that's got to happen on decks and other framing situations you see. I yeah. think there's a lot of construction bones out there, man. Yeah. That's just how it is. I think. Uh, but I, I just I just had a few of those, especially the Brad nails on the door. No, frames. I agree with you, you know man. What, those Ted, ones though, drive uh, me crazy. If you're leaving that jam, you pull that shit, man. Or how about this? The other day we were prepping someone's house to paint it, but he goes, do not touch the top of the casing. And I was like, why? Run your hand up. And the guy missed the nail so many times. I almost sliced my hand just going on top of the casing from the uh, from the 18 gauge uh, Brad nailers. And he wanted to leave and, it like that. And I'm like, people leave this stuff behind. But you are right. Like a lot of times when I've done demo, I've always saw people just taking a hammer and smashing things. And I'm like, just take it out, man. Yeah, man. You don't know when you're gonna put a screw in there. You don't know when the staple is gonna go in. You don't know when the nail is gonna go in. Why would you have that metal in there? It's the same as when you guys talk about cleanliness on the job site, job site, and also follow through. Respecting the next trade, that's all part of it because you're leaving some. I don't know they're there, and I'm running through with two pounds uh, or two pails full of uh, plaster or water, and I'm running through and I get hooked on a nail on a door frame on a rental. <laughs> and I'm that, like, that's exactly no, what's going to happen. I want to go home, man. Like, I want to throw you're stuff and I want to go home. You, you turn into a child, like, really quickly. Oh, I love your <laughs> construction bone, Teddy. That was wicked, man. <laughs> yeah, and all relates to poor demo. Is that like, is that from this weekend? Because you, I know that you no. kind of stepped outside your, your realm. I and did a whole job. Uh, 
was my uh, my mother's bathroom, and uh, I've been promising it to her for a while. And I went up and uh, up north, northern Ontario, and I did it. And it's an old fifties build, uh, built by miners. You know, I didn't mean a miner, like a young. I was about to say, I mean, I mean, child labor, child labor. You know, there's a lot going on with miners right now, right? Not a miner, miner. Not a miner, but a miner. And, anyways, yeah. So everything was. I found fun. I found two JBs in the bathroom. Just two junction boxes to support two lights. I found just all kinds of stuff of that nature. Uh, cutback adhesive everywhere. It's, wow. Yeah. Everything was glued down with black cutback adhesive, but I knew that going in. You know about this PL and the, the NASA and space shuttle and stuff like that? No, I don't believe I do, <laughs> but actually I don't. The, the story I heard is that uh, uh, it's silicone, not PL. Silicone was invented to hold the tiles on the space shuttle for He's reentry. PL premium. No, I think it was silicone. No, well, you did do some hey, research th on think it. Think about this. Think about this. If you put a, you leave a piece of silicone, you pull a piece of quartz or granite. You leave one little piece of silicone, you could break the corner. Of that You'll shit. break the granite. Yeah. yeah. Now that's that's apparently that's the one. Now it's just like WD forty, right? It's not a lubricant. It's water displacement. The fortieth attempt. That's, yeah. Right. Right. You're and totally they, right. And they use that for. Da, but, da, again, da, da, but again, but yeah. again, but again, until <laughs> no one's really brought any good. Facts facts yet um listen you started this whole argument about saying there's PL. i am not selling I pl i have no a regular contractor <laughs> with a pl gun and premium putting on the tiles and on the no show. i what, believe what PL, I said, pl was also used to tape that guy's buns okay. together in the hang breakfast club right hang on a second i want to defend myself one more time again. okay i was told that the told invention this? of pl not actual pl but what they used on the space shuttle the engineer couldn't use what they were using on the shuttle on the oh, okay. well the shuttle because they're shingles. They're shingles on the shuttle. Shingles. I heard tiles. They're tiles. tiles. Yeah. <laughs> they're not shingles. And what they do is they they're protect now the I'm, shuttle I'm, from listen, burning up. Now that I'm thing picturing... looks wicked with cedar shakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, cedar I, shakes are gonna burn up. I see up where we're going in reentry. <laughs> cedar shakes okay. are gonna ignite Wait, like I, I that. Wanna, I want to hear this all the way through. So someone told you that those cedar tiles. No, I never said cedar tiles, but I'm I'm glad you're having fun with this. Okay, rectified porcelain okay. tiles. So so the the heat tiles that prevent the shuttle from burning up and That's coming right. into into orbit. Basically, they had a material that was exactly almost the same as PL. The engineer, the scientist, whatever that I have made this, this picture of a roofer took with it his home and, and tried it, walking the Listen, tarmac. This is my story, man. To the space shuttle. <laughs> going, I heard you're missing some cedar shakes, eh? <laughs> He's got the caulking gun, eh? Hey. <laughs> Anyways, the guy came home and he just happened to like make a mistake. When he came back to it, he realized that what he was using at work, work. he could make a really great product for construction adhesive. And it turned into PL. Fixed all. Fixed all. I'm his not wife. saying it was he, exactly he the PL. Okay, he finished I, his, his wife's honeydew list with I, PL. And it was like, I got this. I don't. Doubt I got a, this. A but of... I got another one. Manny told me that. Uh, Here we go. A liquid nails. <laughs> he uses to keep on his Mercedes doors. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong I, okay, with my doors. We're gonna have to uh, uh, verify this uh, this statement because I heard it was silicone, and you're saying it's PL. Yeah. Let's was, let's, I heard let's it was find if someone finds the information. On this. Someone uh, tell us the truth. Yeah, 100% liquid well, silicone no. is a story I heard. Let's Google it. Let's let's do some fun. Have you some can't fun trust on the next Google. show. You can't I don't trust, trust Google either. Yeah, he doesn't. What do you want? You guys want some history? Of course we yeah, want some history. Nice, some history? Okay. I was going to say nice with Manny, Teddy. but... <laughs> we're, we're, uh, uh, 
you know, off off mic, we were talking about uh, something which is uh, near and dear to this podcast and every construction worker, and that's tools. But oh, without huge. without power, we can go back to the space shuttle for that cordless tools invented for the space program. Exactly, uh, Stanley. But, but what what do we need for those? We need we need power. So what I did was a little research on power generation, and what do you guys know about power generation? Nothing. Let's, let's start with well, a few few types. What's the most the one most? turbine water. Water the, turbines, at the beginning one of, of them. time. Turbines, yeah. And then uh, thermal, which was coal. We grew up across coal. the street from one, the yeah. four stacks on Lakeshore. Yeah. You got wind. You got wind, and you also have solar. Nu- nuclear is the biggest. Nuclear? I- I'm leaving solar and wind but out all of turbines. this because they don't have, they okay, don't have, so the, they have, don't have the age. So, But I liked what you guys were talking about, uh, the pyramids and some other things about different materials. Well, let's talk power. So, And it's going to be a pretty easy guess. Ooh, to who pyramids start- and power. No, no. Pyramids didn't have any power. <laughs> Carlito's getting they so might, excited. They might, they might point at the right spot in the universe, but <laughs> yeah. But uh, I saw, so, I remember seeing all the receptacles in the pyramid. You're an right idiot. next to the caulking guns. Okay, well, there's one. Uh, the oldest one is was invented by and take a wild guess. Egyptians. Lately, no. lately it's been a lot of Greece. What happens when you when you get an idea on a cartoon? What goes above your head? The bubble. The light bulb. A light bulb. So Edison. Who, who, Edison, exactly. Edison. So, but I heard Edison, Edison wasn't a real inventor. But Edison yeah, stole it. It was Tesla. Edison. It was Tesla. Yeah. Yes, he stole it from Tesla. Regardless, Edison Electric Light Station in London, which he didn't make, but it was it was it was the first one in 1882. Uh, William Armstrong uh, invec- invented the first turbine to, to do that. In 1878. This and is in just, America? Uh, no, this is London, England. That was London. a water turbine? Yeah, that's right. It was London, England. No, the first one was uh, was hydro... The first one was, it was a hydroelectric, but it all, all it would power was a single lamp. Yep. And then Edison took it further, and that was thermal. That was not... Uh, 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 and they built it for Edison in England, 1882. And isn't it also true that Edison built it, and it actually lasted a long time, but he asked for it to, to die a lot sooner for the market? I believe so. It wasn't. It was like it was actually designed really well to last a long time. But then he saw the dollar value attached to it. Oh that my if you had to re- God! That's the beginning of capitalism. Well, the, What's wrong yeah, with you, man? And I mean, back then it was propaganda. Most of it, finest. most of it was fossil fuel driven. Yeah. So that's an expensive. It was all source. oil lamps, yeah. right? So everybody, and then it was fires. It was that's whale how, oil. Lot, it was coal that yeah. got rid of whale oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it was a lot. Right. So now all of a sudden you got this electricity, and you wanted to market it. And then if we go further, not very far off, September 30th, later that year, Edison was also involved in it. It was called the Appleton Edison Light Co. They had the Fox River uh, Appleton in Appleton, Wisconsin. So that was the first generation. To come to North America. To come to North America. So, but it wow. was the same These year. The first this, trademarks. It was the same year that London did it. These are the first power plants. For us to get electricity for everything we do, wow. they would have did it at the same time anyway, because they, it was a new world. At that time, it was the new world. Everybody so was no, no speak of Tesla here. Well, he well, wasn't in the history books, but he now he is. Now he is. But I mean, we can go on and on, but even with Einstein being a patent clerk. But yeah, yeah like I'm just telling you what I found on the oldest stuff. There was really actually, cool. I, I got some cool ones to come back to. The one we grew up across from was built in 58 to 62 on Lakeview. Let's go with Canada's first. Canada's first one, first nuclear was in Ralston, Ontario in 62. But if you want to go back, the first power plant hydroelectric was 1885 near Moronet Falls to supply Quebec City. No so way. So Quebec was the first, yeah, hydroelectric, but they have a lot of river systems there, Trois Rivières. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it goes on. Plus they would have, excuse me, they would have had the um, the shore. 
they would have had the shore. Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden you had everybody coming in from St. Lawrence. Was, exactly. Was a monster. Yeah. So then that it made sense. So, to Quebec so to they the had first. mechanical power, but no electrical power at the time. Precisely. So lots of mechanical. Lots turbines. of mechanical. Yeah. But but no, the turbines were all created for the power plants too. No, but there was turbines. There were smaller Wheels ones. And, yeah, yeah. There were smaller ones for uh, for locomotion and things of that cool. nature. But the first nuclear. Who do you think to the first nuclear power plant? Russia. Yeah. Winter. Winter. Yeah. It would have been okay. I didn't June hear you get one right there, Manny. Huh? Yeah. He got plenty right. June twenty seventh. <laughs> I don't say you get them right. June twenty seventh and fifty four, and England didn't get get theirs until uh, Calder Hall and England in fifty six, October seventeenth. I mean, it was really all around the world. I also found one that was really cool. That's I think it's still going. I don't know how to say this. You might have to help me with my uh, my Croatian here. It's in Dalma- <laughs> it's in Dalmatia, Dalmatia, uh, yeah, Dalmatia, yeah, Jaruga or Yaruga hydroelectric power plant. It is uh, in its been its current location since 1903, and that's hydroelectric, not nuclear, to be clear. Wow. And its first location uh, on the same river, Yerka, Kirka, it's K R K A, yeah. It was uh, 1895. They moved it in 1903, but it's wow. been there ever since. That's the first piece of history that involves creation. Yeah. You're an yeah. idiot. Wow. Except for, <laughs> except for, yeah. Was, I'm was, just was, saying, <laughs> in a hundred shows, that's the first piece of history <laughs> that involves Croatia. Yeah, yeah was, that because we have a new host that's yeah. actually involving. <laughs> no. Other it's a new show. It's Portugal. a completely new show. No, it's not. It's got nothing. To, there's no bias to Portugal. What's wrong with you? No. Hey, Ch- Carl, do you remember when they uh, decommissioned the thermal one in uh, Lakeshore? So it was Lakeview Thermal Generating Station. We used to see the mountain of coal from our I front think door. It, I think it was like 2008 or something. Ooh, close, close. 2006? 2005. 2005. Yeah, 43 years in operation. What'd they do with it? Uh, I don't know, but you remember, I, do you remember, you know Lakeshore well? There was four stacks. Yeah, like, I remember those. Know, even if you're coming down the garden, you could yeah, see Yeah, you there. always saw them there. Yeah. 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 It was insane. So that was gone. I remember my brother They're sneaking condos in there. now. So, People are living yeah, on them. Yeah. Well, I, I, blame, I blame those. Uh, so I remember we would take the you boat blame. out into the lake. <laughs> And we would see fish with two tails out there. We <laughs> saw, no, we, we no, saw man, some really, really bizarre stuff. So you got people so, googling the space shuttle. Do you mind? Cedar can shake, I finish my own conversation? Now. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this, man? Hang on. Okay, Mr. Propaganda. Um, I do want to say that I really believe that the nuclear plant, or I should say the coal plant, did something to all my friends. Not you. You mean in a negative fashion? No, some positive things. Like oh. all my friends are, you know, here we go, larger oh. than most pe- <laughs> yeah. most people. Yeah, and uh, there was a few they're runs, very there's eccentric. There's a few runs in the litter, but they didn't. Very grow up eccentric there. people. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> all right, we've been through construction bones. We've been through a little construction history. Now we get to talk to the guests. Yeah, let's talk to the guests. So, first to Manny. Um, what I'm sure you've said this a million times, but what what's the passion element for your beginning? I don't mean now after you've seen all this shit. I mean, in the uh, inception, the in the inception of Hardcore Rentals, which I don't know if that was your first entity, but in the inception of Hardcore Rentals, what was was the drive just to deliver a nice product, just to to, to service uh, homeowners, hmm. or, or you, what was it? What that's, was it? You that's tell an me. interesting question because first of all, I got to say. I feel like I'm in the hot seat, man. I feel like I'm being interrogated. <laughs> is this a dog weird. behind you? This is it's just weird. I'm sorry. It's weird. Now I get the under, like I get the guests being all nervous. I totally get it. So you appreciate them more. I do, but they're still gonna come in. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it is. In the beginning, all it was was it was really about second guessing myself. That's all it was, right? So I always question why didn't I just do it a little bit 
better or different or try okay, a little okay, harder. Okay, but clear this up. Where where was this coming from? Like you were already start. You were just starting out from. I basics. was a meticulous person to begin with, even before construction. When I was in the film business, I was always a a kind of detail oriented individual. So when I was given a task for whatever I was doing, I mean, even as a kid, if I worked my way up, I was like a busboy. I was a baker. I was all kinds of Joe jobs, whatever. But I always was very detailed oriented. That's so helps, when it came yeah. to construction, I would just question certain steps i understood if i asked somebody okay so what is the job of this person what do they do on site and they would give me the abcs on that and i would feel as if we needed to get to the end of the alphabet i'm i felt that there was missing steps here and i'm like why won't you do it this way or why couldn't we try that way and that's where the beginning of it came things took longer things turned out better yeah, it turned out better there was no callbacks everything was one to a hundred exactly you crossed all those lines. that's that's all it was so then all of a sudden it just became like okay that's how i want to do it and then one person listened two people listened then all of a sudden a group of people listened then they started expressing that they want to do that they want to find clients that were like that they wanted to find jobs so, that were like so that. you mean your sub trades as well like the people everybody. you were building relationships everybody with, whenever clients to sub trades everybody like, let's 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 go so always, i don't have, always home runs we i, want, I know that was the idea it's like when i got into the industry i did i started I, I was just talking about this the other day i started all by myself in a 650 square foot bloor west basement by myself built the whole thing by myself the only thing i i subbed out was the plumbing to break the concrete because i didn't want to break the concrete yeah, yeah that's it so then they came in they took care of that but i took care of everything else after that job it was successful it did really well i started thinking well i want to do another job but I don't want to do everything myself. So I had to start meeting people. So I would start meeting people, start talking to them. And I knew within two minutes of speaking to them, if they were on the same wavelength. Yeah. yeah, for And sure. that was important to me. Right. And take it, that it, gut feeling right from the get go. It's a hundred percent that way. So all of a sudden we, we, I'm sure all three of us do it right now. So when we meet people, you, your stomach would turn if you saw some of the stuff that I saw today, particularly from the last few pieces of drywall that are being installed on a job that I'm on right now. Brand yeah. new. And it, but this is brand new, but it's just, it, I, I just, like the homeowner came in, he looked at it and looked at me and he kind of pointed at me and I'm like, unfortunately, and the thing is, I bet you anybody's going to listen because he's been listening to the podcast. <laughs> the thing is, I, I just said to the, the homeowner as I was walking away, it's kind of like being a horse with those blinders on the side. Yeah. They are just driven to do whatever and they don't really think about it. But it's not your choice of drywaller, is no, it? No, no, it's not. But the thing is, if he had just had a little bit more thought process, he would have actually laid the board a little better instead of just, okay, so for example, there's a, a 14-2 wire coming out just here. It's just hanging. So all of a sudden, he just arbitrarily just makes a hole and put it right here. Oh, okay. Not to think that this might be connected to the landing of the stair or something or to do with the driver. Or something. Or take it five seconds to get that information. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of just bowl through everything and just put it in there. I, I so think that's right. a disease that's rampant with that trade. And you know, because I know it is. I think, every, I know, I know, I think I know, we can I, question every trade I guess. That way. I know that one intimately though. Yeah. I, these all these guys are always like, well, if you didn't put a plaster ring there, if you didn't if you didn't put a staple there, I'm pulling out wherever I put it. But why don't you just but, think about but you know, it? But your jobs aren't like that. And no. this individual should have known that. That's where you start meeting people, you have a conversation. Because the thing is, then you'll meet somebody else the exact same day or maybe even the next hour and you'll start having a conversation and they're on your wavelength. Yeah. It's not that you're asking them to be exactly like you. No. You just are asking them to care a little bit more. And they'll and they'll find they'll they'll find flaws or faults with the same things you do yeah. immediately. Like, Why would they do that? And you're like, So we yeah, connect. You see that, yeah. We connect. But, but you know, you're right. I was at a customer's house and they're they're like, Hey, can you flare that out? I got a hump from my oh, my yeah. floor joist. <laughs> and I'm like you know what? And I'm just looking at it and I'm like, can we just can we just tear that open? I really want to find out what the what, problem what that, is there be, is, instead yeah. of just muddy. If <laughs> I start flaring that out, I could go four or five feet. It's not going to be the same. Just let me tear it out and take a look. I tore it out. Guess what it was? 
What was it? Box. It was a fucking wire. Oh. Instead of pushing it to the side of the floor joist behind. or nail it on properly, the drywaller just stuck it between the floor joist and the drywall and screwed around it. Okay, but in the same respect... <laughs> I've had a few of those. I've got a 27-year-old kid who just got started with us. I leave him alone. I give him a scope. He only calls me if it's something dramatic yeah. or something big. And I come back, and, you, and you've you've already given him this uh, power. You've empowered him to, yeah, to make I said, these. Yeah, I said, here's the scope. Take care okay, of it. I, you know, ask me any questions right now. Shoot me a text or give me a call. I got to step off site just for a little bit. I come back and it's done perfectly. And I'm like, okay, so I had the great exact asset same and great delegate conversation. Right? So I had the same conversation with two types of different people. One cares, one doesn't care. Yeah. That's just. The, I think that's the bottom line. It was just the root of you either care or you don't care. But I think I think apathy. It happens to many people, and I'm not. I'm guilty too. At certain points in their careers, and I, I think it. Uh, what I love is the passion which you started with, and talking about the beginnings of uh, how you came to be. But I, I don't know how. I think podcasts like this, conversations, long form conversations that people can get down with are, are going to change that apathy. I think. Oh, totally. It helped it, again. I already on, on, when you featured me for the taping uh, episode, I. I really found something in your podcast to remind me that oh yeah we can yeah, do it. Yeah, we can yeah. do it better we yeah, don't why not we don't have to play this game no. and it's usually we're talking about five minutes every time and that, I guess the argument is that when you get to the care or no care individual their argument about the no care guy is it's money they're losing money yeah and I even heard yeah I heard it recently in one of your podcasts too it's the it's the same song so here's here's the situation so as I was I actually scheduled a call so. COVID's been interesting this year. I'm not the only one. There's been a lot of contractors. Construction is really thriving. I'm glad that the CERB is ending real soon yeah. because now everyone's going to get off their couches and they're going to have to go look for work. A lot of people at home. Yeah. That's just how it is in, in construction because a lot of guys in construction wanted to do the cash thing, come in, pay me cash so I can continue getting the CERB. And all of a sudden, I'm still doing all right. I'm making more money, but I'm working less. Right? And I'm like, good on you. You actually are not networking. And I told people in March... This is a great opportunity for everybody in construction to reevaluate your business and reevaluate you as a contractor. And those who did are thriving right now. And yeah, those who totally. didn't are trying to catch up. I paid attention to all those things. And the thing is, I, I like the phone is ringing, ringing emails, and I'm loving it. And it's really, it's just funny. I think it's the circle of people that you work with and how you connect and you start having these but, communications. You know, this crisis, you're, uh, the government's certainly not letting it go to waste. You know, they're, no. they're, they're having fun with it. So but are I we going to pay think for it, it later on? Uh, we are. We, well, maybe our grandkids. But I, what I'm saying is uh, it's it's good that you're, you're, you're paying like a, a little uh, shout out to that because the, the best part of this is you're right. Those good people get a chance to reevaluate. Yes. Cut some dead weight, streamline things, make yeah. them better, make new connections. Like you said, people that aren't networking, that are just have blinders on and want to, I'm going to take the serve and, and work. Well, but yeah. I think what's even more important too, that like, I know you guys are talking about the contractors and you're both right. It's great that the guys that were really good stayed in business. The guys that weren't good, we got rid of them yeah. and now they're trying to reform. What's even more important is that this downtime has allowed people to see what they really need in their home, what they need changed, but even more who they're going to hire to spend their money wisely. Because now people are even, you know, more, they're tippy-toeing on glass yeah. and spending their money wisely. So now they're choosing better contractors. All my friends that are good contractors, they're busy for the next 10 hey. years. And all the guys that I know that are kind of hacks, they're all like, hey, do you got any work or... I, I can't find any work. And but I'm just I, like... I, I'm also noticing that communication skills are desperately in need for client and contractor. 
I'm noticing that if you can actually present yourself professionally and, and communicate with somebody honestly, you're going to get ahead. And it was just, I had a call scheduled today for four o'clock with a potential new client, which was a referral from another client. Warm contact. <laughs> nice. It was great. And all of a sudden I spoke to her and as I was speaking to her about her scope of work and what she wants to do, she just tells me I'm a single woman. I'm looking to do this rental. I'm very nervous about trying to bring somebody that is just I find online or something like that to come in and I can't trust. So then when I've heard great things about you and what you did for this friend of mine, I wanted to meet you. I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to figure out this out. So we had a, a half hour conversation. The conversation, that communication is what is going to get you to an actual project being approved. Certainly, certainly. And there's a few guys that are really slippery and can have those great conversations. Those are the they? salesmen. Those <laughs> yeah. are the tin men. Those you want to avoid yeah, those the are door men. knockers for yes, sure. But exactly. I, fi- I find when I show up somewhere, when we have that conversation and they realize I'm not going to leave a jar of cigarette butts outside the door and they have two kids in the house, I usually land the job. Like right away, they're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. this guy's slick to whatever level, right? No judgment or I don't judge them. They don't judge me. But I mean, we have that great back and forth and then it happens. You know what? I want to redirect this right now to Carlito, I know that you've had many incarnations of contracting companies from stuff that I would attempt from high rise window washing to I know. Yeah, like sitting in that chair. You know, I, how many stories up was that? Oh, you can only go twenty one now. Twenty one now, yeah. yeah. Well but what well, was it before? How many could you go? Uh people would break the law, go up to twenty six or more. Wow. As long as the ropes, you can get twenty six foot, a uh, twenty six story ropes. You can <laughs> you can pull it off. But so uh, same question, uh, a little bit differently. But I, I at, at the point that you focused and realized you wanted to be a general and take all those pieces, because I know your finishing uh, skills are pretty high. You do a lot of the legwork, or you used to, and now you hire stuff out. But what was the beginning like for you? And I mean, and I already know your history. So for the for the people at home, yeah, I I think uh, I think that what was really important is that we went to military police school. I really look at. Uh, the time we spent there building underground fridges and putting our food in, in trees and building teepees and, and, you know, shelters. Like, we built shelters all the time. We'd be moving, hiking, sheltering. I was building all the time. I didn't know subconsciously and it was growing yeah. on me. <laughs> when you leave um, that place. Well, but I think what I think the two real big things that really changed me was auto body because it gave me details and lines, uh, yeah, how to yeah. keep them symmetrical, clean. I think that really formed my uh, precision on how I do things, keep them square, keep them straight. I think that fine was really details, important. Yeah. Fine motor but I think skills, what really yeah. changed me was being a violent child. And uh, <laughs> well, huh? Yeah, I used to punch <laughs> holes in doors and walls all the time. It's something I don't always share, but I, I do share. Um, so but my, my mother, some? instead of... the conversation where he said, I had to learn well, how to Well, you, you know... So, so the, some of this history was redacted. Is that what you're so, trying well, to say well, here? I, I, <laughs> let, let me go on. So my mother, instead of getting angry at me, she'd say, Hey, I don't care. Fix it. Yeah. And I would have to actually fix it. Or, you know, I wouldn't... She would, instead of getting angry at me and beating me, she would tell me to fix it. Well, and cool. I started fixing that. It led into one of our friends, uh, this guy, Ron. He started buying triplexes at an early age, in oh, his 20s. Oh, that's right. I forgot about And I saw times. him flip a couple triplexes. I really wanted to get into the business, but what I have done wrong for the last 30 years, and this is going to kind of sound contradicting, is that I worked with my heart and not my head. Yeah. And I think it's really important that anyone that's out there, you have to enjoy and work with your heart, but you really need to make money and find a normal life and enjoy life while you can Mm -hmm. so you can't go out there and work 16 hours like me like an idiot and do people favors like 
this this year I've set a new a new president uh, for myself. I don't want to do any favors for anybody. You're yeah. gonna pay for what you oh, get. Yeah, hundred percent. My the last few years or what does my he say? whole favor his, favor gonna kill you faster than a bullet. I keep <laughs> helping people, but I'm not helping myself. And then yeah. I watch all these people that I've helped grow around me. So. I've worked for two different contractors just recently. I've taught them so much and been part of their growing. And I've helped so many people get ahead, but I never allowed myself to get ahead. For sure. So, And charity begins at home. And you, if you don't take care of yourself, you are putting a wonderful product out in the marketplace. You always have everything I see. But a lot of time that was sacrifice of you staying those longer hours and doing things that don't work. And I did it. When I, when I did have machines for taping, I'd leave here at 6 in the morning, get home at 11 o'clock at night. And well, Jesus, I, I didn't man. have a life. And but I, had, you, I was doing 10,000 10, feet like once or twice you a week by a hand life. on so, the trowel. Yeah, and, and you just need to, you need to do a couple things. It's good to work with your heart. You yeah. have to have pride in your work. You should be able to look back. And just like Manny said, a lot of guys out there, they never get that call for the second customer. That guy ripped me off. I'm never going to call him again. He's yeah. a piece of shit. Oh, man, he did a great job. Well, he can do my cousin's house. Or he could, you could see that the energy's different there. So I, I never wanted to be that hack. But unfortunately, because I was so honest, people didn't accept that. And I would always get me repairing the bad guy's work because they oh, were so man. good at lying saying, and saying, selling the job. You're speaking my language. Yeah, I, so, I found out uh, very um, not very early on. It took me five years to click. I was like, how come I always get the crappy houses? Because I'll fix them. Because I'll cut it out and I'll put a patch in and I'll do the Durabond. And nobody knows that a, a drywaller that was possibly this the child of a deaf and a blind kid that happened to also be deaf and blind and then grew up to be a drywaller did the job. Like It's just crazy what you run into. And then I realized after five years, I was like, oh, that's why I get all this work. Every single job is an extra 10 hours. And, yeah. the, and the other guys who are flying through shit... They were getting clean house, clean house, clean house, clean house. Because we do, just to be clear to the listeners, I do production, drywall taping, yeah. and finishing. And I'm, I'm, I, my, my money's dictated by the guy in front of me, and likewise with the guy in front of them. But this is my, this is my problem. I, I've, I've been looking at everyone around me that I've been helping or been part of in their life, and they have fantastic jobs. Like you said, I'm doing jobs, and I don't want to keep fixing people's. I'm no. I'm done with it. Yeah, it's really simple. You, I'm not saying not to help people out. I'm just no, saying, but you got to pay for it. No, and no, no, I think no. I need to find I, my. I'm just saying my, that to help them out, but set a schedule. There's people that will draw, ask draw me. Draw a line in the sand. And yeah, too. and I'll be like, sure, I'll see you in 2022. That's it. It's just if it's a favor, I'm going to help you out. Sure, but if you want to get on the schedule, you got to treat it like that. Well, this is my yeah. problem. Oh, I've been taken by two or three contractors. Can I you help me? I don't care about yeah. that. And here I am. My heart's, you know, oh, poor people. You know what I mean? All these guys making a bad name for us. Where, where, where does it put you? It's well, true. and and what it's come down to is here's my new brand, the Construction Life Renos, and that is going to be a new build to my business. No longer am I going to want to do those callback jobs. Yeah. I want to do custom homes. Yeah. I want to do what I'm good and, at. And, and I want to prevent those things from happening in other homes. And if you're not the kind of customer that wants that, then I shouldn't be working I, for free. For sure. I want to bring this back to what Manny said and directed at you, uh, Carlito, because I've had this uh, and he, he just spoke some really wonderful wisdom there. The jobs I've failed on or upset or had problems with the customer are all jobs that I shouldn't have taken. Like my timeline, I was I got three nights I can give you. And they're like, oh, we'll take it. And just like what you were saying, Carlito, same thing. It's like, it's like, oh, she's already got taken by a few contractors, needs to get finished. The flooring's coming for a Monday. My wife's pregnant. Yeah, my we're wife's have a kid. All that shit. And you shouldn't have taken that job. And then a couple of those I left and I 
You know what I mean? Like my, my personal life spilled into them because yep. I didn't have a personal life at the time. I think I was, everybody at this table now understands the power of saying no. No, it, it is. It's the most powerful I'm just one. Saying, and you're just protecting no. both parties yes, in, exactly. that, in that statement. You know, you just said something and we're gonna we're gonna we're in the future of the podcast, we're gonna we're I'm not gonna really reveal it right now, but um, your, part, your partner about, at home <laughs> is waiting for you to come home. Your yeah. partner is looking forward to seeing you. Your personal life, not PL, yeah. but your personal yeah. life. So not Portuguese uh, life. So my your wife, personal my life. wife, she gives me leeway to do whatever I want and be the man. Whoever, like she doesn't hold me back from my dreams or my goals yeah. or me being who I am. But she suffers through the whole thing. Oh yeah, I know that one uh, intimately as well. You need you need to have a happy balance you know what know where you want to go for your future know your real brand and brand your honest name brand your business to who you who you really are i think you need to set goals and i haven't set those goals and through some of the young millennials that i've seen like jesse lately and and, and so many other young guys they're focused they have a goal yeah hitting the ground running instead of being a, a guy like me that goes around fixing stuff and never getting ahead you never yeah. get ahead head that. No, well, there's don't. that argument. Isn't that argument about how everyone is really good at work or everyone's really good at home or everyone's really good in their own personal life? But the thing is, you can never be good at all three of them. No. But yeah. the thing is, you can be. You can. If That's you the can. Anthony Robbins uh, secret, right? You can be. I, it's like, <laughs> I, if that's what it is, I mean, I've listened to the tapes a long time ago, but the, you can't. So if your business is going really well and you've organized it and scheduled it and it's all like, why can't you take those same tricks that you learned there to your personal I, I life? Think, I think it's hard to 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 encompass all of it. You you see it all the time, and exactly, yeah. I'm just reiterating what you said. You know, you see this guy that's got the boat in the driveway, everything's great, and then two weeks later, his wife's gone, right? Yeah. And, then, and you're like, shit, right? And then, but we know. also we also don't know what's going on in people's lives either. There, no. And being on social media, this is something that just being an older person on social media. Oh, don't worry about the dog. That's totally fine. So we're, we're, we're in somewhere. a kennel. We're in a kennel right now. <laughs> I know he's trapped somewhere in the house. Being a, an older person on social media, it's amazing how I can just wipe that shit off my shoulder. Yeah. Because I really am not that attached to how many people are following me, my numbers, my engagement, all that shit. I yeah. could shut off social media if I wanted to tomorrow and leave it alone well, for a month if I wanted to. But also the other truth is that None of you people out there, outside of my small circle of friends, knows what's going on in my personal life. You don't know if everything's perfect or you don't know if everything's imperfect. But don't start questioning me on a personal level. You want to attack me on a business level, on a professional level, and say my work is shit or my work is good or whatever? That's fine. Well, that's but public domain. That's it's exactly public yeah. domain. But personal life, PL, is off bounds, man. That's <laughs> yeah. just fucking... You, do, you well, can and, ask and, it. And, you'll yeah. never get an answer and, and for vice, it. And vice versa. If you let that spill into your professional life on the other side, the customers don't care. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to hear your shit. Right? Sometimes I've been out and I'm enjoying my own time, and I do bump into some people, and they, they're, they're very respectful. They're honestly very respectful and they'll just say listen i don't want to interrupt i know you're on your and i'm like thank you you know great to meet you and all of a sudden with two words and we'll move on and that was it right that's a two-way street that's as well exactly you don't, you don't, works, you don't yeah. want to go try and make friends with your client when you see them out that doesn't work yeah, for anybody that's, that's not professional it, so, so, it doesn't yeah. work i think um, everybody has to grasp the business the professional we, we used to have buddies where, where carlito and i used to have friends work with us uh, back in the day and uh and I'd call, I'd call Carlito and say, how'd that contract work out? He goes, oh, you know that guy. He was having beers with the clients in the middle of the day instead of working. And I'm like, you know, Honestly? Just, yeah. The dog is trapped somewhere. That's one, one, one time I... One, <laughs> is that your co-host, Teddy? That's my co-host. One time yeah. I... Uh, you might have heard the story. Victor, Ted's, Victor heard it, Hugo. Ted's heard it a hundred 
times. Uh, at one time, I was doing very well, and I was in my 20s, and I was hiring, starting to hire my friends. Mistake. Uh, yeah, huge mistake. I, I lost my best friends that were became business partners. I made them business partners, and I gave them opportunity to More friends mistakes. that never had opportunity. <laughs> one time, I got a call that someone had died on site, one of my employees. And I'm like, what? what? And it was a, an insurance job. And they're like you got to come here. Your guy's dead and he's laying on the ground. And I'm like, what? I'm already two hours away at another insurance job. So I fly back and the doors open from the front and it's open to the back. And when I look in, I see the guy and he's eating dinner with the family on my dime. And I say, what the, what the fuck are you doing, man? I said, and I said to the homeowner, I said, what's going on here? Like, I just drove back two hours here. You just told me, like, this guy died. And they're like, oh, no, he was sleeping on the lawn. <laughs> so, like, I had friends that had taken advantage of my kindness. And, you know, I got rid of that guy. He knows who he How is. How did they respond when you brought this up? You know what? I just fired him right on the spot. That was it? Yeah. But what I, do, what I do want to say is I want to kind of go, <laughs> I, I kind of want to go back to uh, your question about what really made me start Shouldn't we? Yeah, because I, know, I, I feel like it's time for building code talk Wait, or something just let me <laughs> let me get this out before i forget it <laughs> okay so i think the real important the main thing driver is that the main const driver construction okay so the two parts that really make me in construction is one i got into construction to make money to buy tools to get into triplexes and sixplexes that was my initial goal so any of the side jobs or work that was what I really wanted to get into. But really, I got into it was I was at a dead-end job. I was working at Nabisco Christie's. It was a job. It was a decent job. It paid, you know, like 55000 a year. It was a, a good job. But to me, it was a dead-end job. And it's funny that you brought up you, Anthony you Robbins. Like you, you felt like you were in prison. You I remember that. You, those days. I was reading Anthony Robin magazines. Back then, it was magazines always or books. Magazines? So, okay. Yeah. You mean Awaken no, the Giant there, Within? There was a book. There was a magazine called the Sex, a sex, sex Magazine. So, sex Magazine. Yeah, Sex Magazine. <laughs> sex, sex. That, that goes along with Awaken the Giant Within Your Pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the power within, huh? Anyways, so I would read Anthony Robbins at night, and it always kind of like came to down to franchises and stuff, and it would always say like, you know, and this is where I learned if you've, if you're making $2,000 a month, you don't have any goals and you don't want to push yourself. You're never going to get any farther. So I was looking around and I noticed that all the guys in their forties, cause I was, and I wasn't even 20 at the time. I was way younger. I was like 15, 16 at the time. I was watching the older guys working on the side and they would be sleeping at work. Yeah. Because it, they back then the union would protect you and you could work four hours, but it, it was an eight-hour shift. And if you finished your work in four hours, no one would say anything. It was just yeah, yeah, that yeah. was how casual you it was. None? But it was a dead end. None. Right? And and <laughs> I don't want people getting offended. It's a it was a dead end job to me. To them, it may be a, a fantastic job. Some people for like life. the structure. And some, some people need the structure. And some people are happy with that. But I wasn't happy, and I needed to I needed to grow. And watching other people around me working on the side and making really good money, like I was watching guys like rebuilding their houses, buying nice cars. And I would always say to them, can I come work with you? They never wanted to give me the opportunity to work with them. So I had to start hunting for my own work. I think that's what really, having to hunt for that's, my jobs, that's what, land that's the what jobs. Spurned, that's what spurned and, and made this thing snowball. And yeah, happen. and I think that when I had to you know, hunt a job down, start it and finish it, 
I started getting a joy out of that. Yeah. And, and but and I lost the, myself with my heart. I should have been sure. thinking with my head and my I, heart instead of just my oh, heart. There's no time frame on things. You know, you can go we can go all the way through there's, with people shit in their can 60s. always start all over, man. Totally. Yeah. That's how I, it is. I, uh, it I is get, right now, the construction wanna, life renos. I wanna <laughs> switch I wanna switch gears now. And I did go too far because it's so in depth, but I just want to talk to you guys about First OBC. Of, yeah, I was waiting because yeah. Benny's like, "When's it coming on?" <laughs> now I went. This is simple. This is a simple question, and uh, I want. I, I just want to ask you because we do a lot of these here, from student housing all the way to uh, condos. The list goes on, and they've they've totally regentrified. I don't know if that's or gentrified. I got my hand on the buzzer. Downtown. Okay. <laughs> What is what what is this? Is the simplest question you both should get it. What is the high rise definition on the Ontario Building Code? What defines Ooh, a high rise? A high rise building, fourth story. Yeah, it is actually. We we read that you, you read that out the last time. Seven stories or more. Seven stories or more is considered yeah. a high rise. And I this one just I, I was just looking around and I, w- I was looking at some other things we're, we're going to get to after this. Why but oh, that was you know four. what that was. It separates it from residential no, to commercial. No, 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 I'm sorry. Four at story four. is at the point where you need an elevator. We need an elevator. Okay, that's what the four story is. But the high rise definition from OBC seven is seven stories. stories or I didn't more. know that. Nice, Teddy. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I want to go a little further into this because I see this every day and it's one of the more challenging aspects uh, that we have to do and it's very systematic when we do it when we do high rises and which of the which section of the OBC deals with the ratings of firewalls which section of it yeah it's not part nine there's actually a special part I thought it was part 11 it's a it, there's a lot in this section and it's very early in the in the book and it's section three three I was about to say so three point one Point, point 10, point 0.2 is the ratings of firewalls. And it goes all the way through four hour burns, all the way down yeah, to your one hour, to zero, actually zero hour burns. But like really, we zero so hour burns. So, wall surfaces, yeah. doors, everything. Shaft systems, uh, elevators, staircase, uh, uh, where, where those separates. And we, we see this every day. So, when I go into high rise, I'm always doing fire stop. Whenever the building's not ready and they don't, I don't want to take a custom home, I work with very great people. And, um, They'll be like, oh, well, you can go do fire stop at one of X, Y, and Z buildings. And it's not great, but sometimes, especially spring or fall, the breeze is there. I don't mind doing it, but you're, you're sealing everything. The breeze is there. Yeah. Well, because it's wide open, dude. It's wide. There's you and, there's you and the cage elevator. I and, know. And it's a barricade. Rain's to stop not going to get you. Yeah, to stop it from walking off. So that was brilliant. There, you're in there. You do the fire stop. And then now anyone who protrudes after that, does a protrusion through that system, it's on them. They've taken it, and they're there. supposed to do. Yeah, it Yeah, they're supposed to do it. They're, does they're, that does that happen? Not always, and but I'm lucky again in Kitchener Waterloo, where we are. The high rises are so prevalent in Waterloo because of student housing, first and foremost, yeah. but also condos now downtown Kitchener on Victoria Street. We have a lot of Google buildings and old tannery. Google built a separate building, so all these tech companies desire to learn. All these companies are building things. Rim, you know, BlackBerry went to the way of the dodo, uh, for lack of a better yeah. term. But <laughs> dodo. The, no, but the infrastructure is still here. So out of those ashes, we have so many more companies. Even uh, awesome uh, Shopify is all over Spadina. Well, they're all over here too. So, anyways, what I'm saying is, we do a lot of buildings, condo, student, whatever, and so that's a big deal for us. The fire ratings are huge. To the point where my my foremen are so so adapt so adept at it that they they they'll look at something and go that needs another two hour burn like they're just so used to it. And, that's awesome. And if, wow, and if you don't if you man. can't do that Honestly. here, you will not survive as a lead project supervisor. It's funny you it. say that because my wife is working for a, a developer and she's reading up so much stuff that she never would have thought being a a, a finished super that she has to deal with with fire codes like she's like. 
telling me things I've never even heard before. Even more important, watching you or listening to you talk, it's so interesting to to think that you might know building code talk or or, or a law or a, just a code in, Even a in general. Yeah. It's so nice to hear this messages in your head of building codes, like hearing you say it or Manny say it yeah. or, or talking about it on the construction life. It's nice to hear things that you don't get to hear. Well, and totally. I thought that was brilliant, man. Totally. Like, you know, I, we have to take things past that. I know you're always ha- uh, raining down a hack on Carl over the TV shows, but... Those are residential. I don't know what you're talking about, Teddy. Yeah, those are, you know, <laughs> a lot of those got glorified from exposing hack work or, or, or the simple uh, uh, stuff like getting a permit, which is great, which is great. But we'll have catastrophic things happen in buildings, yeah. right? Like one one time they sent uh, all the brass fittings came from China. I'm not knocking China, but this time. I what, China, yeah, China. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> They call it a Chinese virus because it's from China, right? <laughs> but anyways, they, they sent all the major brass fittings for the water feed into the place all failed. So we went every back, single one, like all the two, well, the two or three main ones that went up the stack went, but wow. like it just went bananas. We, like I said, what, where am I going today? They're like to do some water damage. I'm like, where? They're like the bottom ten floors of that building, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, so what are we gonna learn about China? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you thanks, know what? It's good, you, um, it's good that you brought up that build uh, the building code and the fire rating because I've often wondered what are where are we Canada wise in the whole global side of things. I don't know because, but think about this. Well, let's I mean, back, London let's go, was bad yeah. a few years ago with their high rise and their fires and and so uh, that I think was our, our worst one here uh, for me uh, being a little more commercial than you guys was when. Uh, Elliot Lake, when the retirement, the mall, the retirement community went down. It went down. So the next day after that, we're trying to build Tim Hortons, and we got to put 600 tech bolts in a bulkhead that's holding one TV. <laughs> You're like, uh, is this over-engineered? They're yeah. like, 100% over-engineered, but some, someone died from some shoddy uh, uh, cinder block work, and now you're there. Bad workmanship again. Uh, also, I think it's really important to talk about it now because we never. I mean, we try to, but we're so into our guests and now being guests. Being guests now, I can speak more freely. It's still weird. I find it weird. Manny <laughs> giving me a shit talking about myself. Um, I think that any good contractor or anybody getting into this business should know their building codes. And if you don't, and you're not aware, well, it's not necessarily should know. You should have access to yeah, it. Yeah, reference tool. No, but you should practice these things. Yeah. And us talking about or it on the podcast with it. Yeah. is giving practice. It's making it. It's showing how important this really well, is to know for, all these things. And especially for entrepreneurs that want to do the simple things, like yeah. make a basement apartment. And no, you're not. I think it's a two-hour burn there. Yes, it is. Because you're Roxel and then double five eight. But right? all the fire so, stops that you have to be aware of as well, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really so and I don't do that a lot anymore. I see it from time to time. I'll get called for rental basements. You have to know those things. I had a one recently where the guy was like, I can just put half inch here, right, if I do this, this, and this. I'm like, no. I don't think so, dude. <laughs> it's interesting you bring that up because uh, Mr. Smith, who was the building inspector on the show a few shows back he actually sent me a message because we were talking about it doesn't require to be a separate hvac system for a separate dwelling apartment in your basement you can still use the same one oh, as okay. long as you still abide by the all those fire and and fire code fire stops ratings and there's a lot in section three on, ba- on baffles yeah, yeah so that's why so no it's, but it's having... good that he brought that up and it's good that if you are planning on doing a separate dwelling in the basement for a tenant or something like that you can get away with check out your dampers yeah, and where they you, have to yeah, be you yeah you can check it out right so well i think i think controlling the zones is what's the important part yeah and having like if you have someone in the basement you know their temperature is going to be different than 
upstairs if you're not insulated properly, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. But I guess there's a lot of factors to that too. And yeah. spray, spray and, foam. And that actually brings up a good point because I've joked about this since the day one about the construction life where I've joked that we're we're the tinder of construction. And that's it and it's actually I like true. that. I like that. When you first said it, it's, I was like it's I true. did a little double take. No, I, <laughs> so I, know, I know. Are these guys getting lots of action from the show? And then, and then you went on further, and I realized, oh, about making connections. Yes, yeah. about making connections. <laughs> right? I'm gonna swipe right on that plumber. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and I'm gonna I, get that hammer. I I love that. You know, past guests have reached out to you know current guests and vice versa, and everybody's reaching For out. For sure, they're picking each other's brain because the thing is that we get to hear everybody's story and how they started their business, and we're getting. We've actually interviewed people as as young as in their twenties to as old as in their late fifties, right? I'm just hoping that they're like, every, the, okay. So the one thing is that we are meeting new people that we don't know. We haven't seen their work. There's a lot of people that we're giving opportunities to be here. But everybody has been and on I the think show. It's, I think it's really important that anyone that comes on here should be genuine and honest yes. and be who they really are, not sell themselves as someone that they're not. You know that's easy. A though, lot of right? us are going like, to fail. We're trying to do a good easy. thing here, it's and it should everyone like, should be on the same page. When I got my first twenty inch trowel, I was like, I can fix anything. And now I walk in, I go, I can't, I can't fix anything. You need, you need, you need to reframe that. Just like, just like you with the wire. That's coming from a mutter. Yeah. Just like you, just like you with the, the the wire stuck behind the floor of the wall, like yeah. creating that crown. I had it in one of these high rises too. Same thing, a butcher job, and of course they sent me in. But on this one, they gave me some wiggle room on booking extra hours, and I, they said, "Can you fix it? It looks like a dog's breakfast." I didn't say that. They said something else. But, <laughs> but I go in there, and uh, sure as shit, I see a, a heavy, like a butt joint. It's like a V sticking out of the wall, like, like, like. <laughs> and, 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 and sure, and, and sometimes you probably scratch your head, going, "How is that yeah, even how possible? Is that possible?" How and do they force I, it up? So instead of just like, "Oh, I'll feather that out four feet," I pull, I pull it off, and there's a wire right down. Like right down the metal. And someone stud. could have stuck a screw they, in there. Someone could have stuck probably, a screw in there. That's probably when you see a bald eagle right beside you going, You can't feather that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my favorite expression that people use. And you probably get it even when you're laying tile where they're like, Can you feather that out a bit? Can you fix oh, just that? Go, floor just a bit? go with the slope. I'm like, just yeah, go no with problem. It. Hey man, sure. Yeah, I got I got a fourteen foot trowel. Like <laughs> No, yeah. if I go level, you'll have a new step here. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's 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 fun. We've all seen it all. Um I'd like to go on to some other things quickly. Ooh, what wow. else? I, I, I really like, like I, this, I, really, I like when I gave you that little piece of uh, information. You guys go further with it. It's a lot of fun. First of all, Teddy, in all fairness, we weren't supposed to get it right. It's just really about sharing information. Yeah. <laughs> well, no one said we were right. We're just we're guessing, okay? We're just sharing information. <laughs> this That's isn't a bone, doing. and I don't know the fines. You guys can roast me for this. but I think oh, is it Green Book time? Yeah, oh, it's Green Book time. It's Green uh, Book time. With well, Teddy. It's, uh, this is more of a bone mixed with green book time because oh. when I get on these high-rise jobs I'm kind of a prima donna this is the one time that I put my diva face on I go in and they go hey man no shorts on site now 250 yeah <laughs> probably probably because it's the same as PPE yeah that's 250 it's, it's in section 25 and I read a pretty really nice soliloquy answer from a, a member of the dash um, three of the OHSA but it's it's not dash three it's just <laughs> it's just section 25 but it's basically the same your arm and leg coverings are the same as your PPE in, in relevance to what you're doing. Like if you could scratch, burn, cut, any yeah. of those things can happen, then you have to have those on. But I always come in and I'm like, the heat stress from my work in the summer, I have to, I wear shorts in minus 40. 
because there's always heat with what I do. So I can't work with the plaster gets on my clothes. And it, I bet you that's I, not I, in the book. I bet you that doesn't it's even not discuss. In the book. Shorts is not in the book. It's only PPE, like I just said. Yeah. And you can go a little further if you... Um, Thanks, sweetheart. <laughs> dog wrangler. Yeah, I'm a dog wrangler. Dog wrangler. But, no, but you're yeah. right though. I I always wear pants though. I always wear pants, but there was one day that it was extremely I can't. hot. I can't. And the knee the knee pads. <laughs> Jesus Carlito. I'll wear the pants. Just right. just so you know, I've worn pants with holes in them. In oh, the, the mesh pants. The mesh pants. <laughs> so I was getting in a heat rash because of the knee pad wrapping like rubbing against my skin. And that wouldn't have happened if I was wearing shorts. Exactly. With me, the plaster gets on my pants. Like I, everyone, the, the the tapers you see that are really Wait. clean. I, I I was never that guy. I know. So, but technically speaking, you're not allowed to wear shorts. Depends. Like where I'm on. Like so, there's some big contractors here that we we do business with. And like I said, I'll put my diva face on, and I'll be like, they'll be like, no shorts. I'm like, no problem. I don't need this. You know, I'll I'll go somewhere Call else. I'll go, to a buy. I'll go to a different building. And and I'm like, I'm really not trying to be obtuse. And I I I just can't physically do it there's a health concern i've gotten so have, used to wearing pants man. like i don't want to bring them a note that says i have folliculitis or i can, yeah, it can yeah, happen yeah, right yeah. because they'll be like well that's not it's barely a thing i'm like i agree with you but it's so uncomfortable to me that i don't want to do it and not only that like i'm moving so quickly on piecework from going from floor level up to up on a bench on ceilings or a baker scaffold or whatever it be or stilt sometimes pants are actually more dangerous for me so I try and explain that to the generals too. But anyways, it's section twenty five. I imagine the fine would be the same as a hard hat. Two fifty. Two fifty. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't find that. First uh, offense. I couldn't find. <laughs> second time with no shorts, buddy. Five thousand. You're getting there. Yeah. You know what's interesting though is that I don't think there's anybody, and I'm not jabbing at you. There's nobody on TV, and there's nobody else on a podcast that's actually brought awareness to the Green Book the way we have. And I'm just patting our own fucking bats. That's all. I think you should. I think you should because uh, there's always a little piece someone's gonna what? glean or get from you guys, yes. or at least, or at least go back to Something. the reference tool because most yes. of us sit like deer in the headlights. Yes. Women's fall arrest, working at heights. Like I've, I've done them so many times that I don't check out. I, I am present. But, you know, I'm not filing. You did tell me that you loved our 99 podcast with Jesse. I did. And Jesse, he said, you know, I, I got caught with no helmet, man. Yeah. And it was a $250 fine. But it wasn't a $250 fine. It was that there's more to it than just a $250 fine. They were going to suspend his license. Oh. to his car and he wouldn't be able to get to work well yeah it's like so a, when you read your sticker connected, right? i think that being in this industry all the things that we're joking around and you know making fun with and ha enjoying these are really serious things like we're not talking about green book talk or building code talk like building code talk is about educating the person going for a building license you know you want to be a drywaller li a licensed drywaller yeah you'll get more opportunities if you're dry a licensed drywaller if you're safe and you know your codes if you have a conversation with an inspector and he catches you with a with a helmet with no helmet on at least you can say listen i'm really sorry it's in the car we'll get it there's ways of talking to people. You know, being aware is the most it, important. Part. I'd like to add on to that a little bit. I know the interviews with you guys today, but I like to add on. <laughs> I like to add on a little bit to that, which I do enjoy, and I like to pass on to other people. Is I'm in a trade that's ambiguous, and we're not red mm. sealed. 
but I have my trade certificate. And when I do orientation at these buildings, especially on the big ones where it's mandated, the FC orientation, you have to, yeah. one of the first questions is not just my safety stuff. Do you have a trade certificate? And it's important. And it's another block I can check off when I go in there. And it also says something on completion, just like when a, a you know business development situation where the, do you have a university degree? It could be in philosophy. It doesn't matter. You've completed something. Yeah. We know you can see something yeah. through. And I would just tell the young people, there's a way to find to get it. Sometimes they're grandfathered in. Sometimes you could do eight weeks and write a test. Sometimes, you know, especially if you're really proficient at your trade already, it's just another marker. Like you guys what? have, you got, and uh, that leads me to my next question. You guys both have a contractor's license of some sort, or yeah. is it is it? Do you? Yeah. Because I, I I know there's no real legality to it here, is there? No, there isn't. No, like the, the funny state, thing states about is a big okay. Deal. Hang on a states second. A hang on story. a second. Yeah. Hang on a second. I don't yet because the people that I've been in in business with, in partnership with or worked under always the homes or the projects that I worked under, the people that were in charge or my partners always had that license and only one person needs to be licensed in the business. But there are huge fines for it. And I am writing it. That was another reason why I really, really wanted to do the building. There's fines for it? Yes. So that another, I don't know about. Yeah, they're huge fines. You can get a $5,000 fine for, for not, not having your license. Not insurance, but license. You, that's right. Building wow. license. This is another reason when me and Manny were talking about what we should talk about on the podcast, we felt that the building code talk would be so important for people like myself going to write the test. And me having to go write the test, I'm practicing online, even though Manny's always quizzing me and, you know, he's bettering himself. You, you could take this and you could pass it and you could have it, but you'll forget. By repetition of listening to it and hearing it on the podcast, you're more aware and you'll have the answers but for I it. But I think you if them. you build a network of construction like a contractor base that is in the same mindset as yourself, you can pick each other's brain. Dude, how many times you actually are working with a really good HVAC drywall or somebody, anybody else, and you start picking the brain? How yeah. do you handle this? What did you learn now? What do, I, what I do think you, all the good people are always talking. We do that, and we do that why? So that we can have that education, right? So I was just actually going to say before you went on to that point there, Teddy, was that wouldn't it be interesting if all of a sudden that list of you know prerequisite, if, are, are you this, are you that, are you that? Yeah. One day we actually see, have you been on the Construction Life podcast? <laughs> yeah. As, as one of those check marks, <laughs> but, right? But Teddy, think about... You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the podcast is also humbling. Yes, like I could hear even Jesse. Uh, you referred to the other day. Yeah, I wouldn't say he was nervous. He was clean and calm, but he's a young guy and he handled himself very well. It allows you to strip your ego and just your yes, face isn't there. Yes, you know what does. I mean? You just get to talk this uh, wonderful expert conversation. I got to right? work with him uh, a few days after the podcast, and he actually came up and and he listened to it, and he's like. It got me thinking that I do swear a lot. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't think so. I thought that was a pretty clean show, so. man. Um, <laughs> I, 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 go but, ahead, but, Carlito, but go so ahead. what's really important to that question is that when you ask someone, do you have a construction license? How good does it feel to say, yes, oh, I, yeah. I passed that test? Oh, yeah. It's not hard. I know yeah. guys that can't speak English to pass it. I just haven't had to have it. And now that I'm starting this new business... I'm getting because I have no more partners. I have no more no more connections with There's no anyone. trickle down. You're on that's top. right. Yeah. So now now game. this is my new business. There's a lot of development in this new business that I have, and that's why I didn't want to bring it up any sooner. We've been talking but, about, but it there's for a long all time. like it doesn't change but my I, opinion. Manny about and I anybody. were talking about it, though. No, I, there is no. He's saying there is a legality. I'd like to there is. do the it's research. I don't know anything about, about that. But, but I heard a contractor's license here. It doesn't matter like the U.S. It, it's not like the U.S. In Toronto, I'm talking about Toronto here. As far as I know, it there's no fine. So there's that's two. 
two different licenses. There's no, no, the city you, of Mississauga is one license. You, city exactly. of Toronto is another and license. Hamilton is and another. Is that and just kids? for operating a construction business? Company. That like, depends on. Okay, so like you said before, there's a sheet and it says drywaller, painter, framer. And when you check off those boxes, that's what your license covers. So you get uh, tested on those. Because when I, I do my WSAB, I'm drywall and acoustics. Yeah. That's what's listed. Here's, right? here's, yeah. a, here's okay. the funny thing is that everybody we know that is on the roadways, they all have a license. And we all know how that works every single day. Certainly. Right? So a license, and I've said this over and over. Even when I finished university and I was in the film business and I got into the industry, still to this day, not one person asked me for to see that paper. Yeah. Yes, it's great to have these papers. It's great to have all these certifications, all this other stuff. But I still believe it's what you do as a person on that day. So I don't care how many homes you've built or how many projects you've done. If you want to be lazy or an ass about a certain job and leave it shit and don't care anymore, yeah. that's your reputation at that very moment. doesn't matter yeah. how many certifications you have. It doesn't matter. Okay, it's what sure, you do. But, but you're and, saying and it, sounds, it sounds great, but think about this and listen to this, okay? You're at a job site. How do you know what's minimum code if you never took the test? You read it. Okay. You read but the if book. You t- if you actually took the time to better yourself in the business, and, and the, I, you know, listen, I ran, I ran 30 years without how, a license. I, so, I agree with you. There's so great guys many, out there that how don't many have people, it. How many people in the education system actually retain any of that information that they study for? I know, but so you're... A, in, in Japanese culture, you're not given a test until you're like 10 years old. That's your very first test. Yeah, they don't want to test what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So it's different. That's what I'm saying is that what you learn if you actually write a test is completely different than what you experience okay, on the job site. Okay, okay, but I'm a I, wanna, I, wanna, I agree with you, but I want to wrap this tangent up. I know you have something to say about it, but I, <laughs> I, I, I want I want to find out what the fines are and if there is a Somebody a reach out and let us know no, about I it. I want to know. I want to know because I, I get what you're coming from. There is... There are huge there's fines cert- for this. Yeah, there's a competency level for sure, but I, I just have never heard of a, someone fine wise getting charged for not having a contractor's okay, so, license. So this in is Canada. this is when the repercussions happen, okay? Okay. You're not gonna get a fine right now. Inspector's gonna come in here, he's gonna look around, he's gonna be like, Oh, okay, you're good. No one asks you for your insurance. Nobody asks you. No, no, no. no, no, no. Insurance hey, is your different. insurance yeah. is always asked for right from the first day. Yeah, my insurance company has to send the certificate, it's certificate over. Yeah. over. That okay. in, that a lot of people do not ask for insurance. Oh, man. Every single person but I've worked this with. This is what I was leading asked. to. You got two people. You got a guy that came out of high school. He doesn't have any insurance. He doesn't have his uh, trades license. Okay? okay. And then you got a guy that's got a trade license. He's got 50 people working for him, and he is in charge of 50 people. What happens is nobody really says anything that there's no license. But somebody okay. gets hurt and yeah. guess when the fines start. I guess oh, so. You don't have a license? Another five thousand. Oh, you don't have insurance? You're gonna lose your life now. You're I gonna lose your so. house. I guess so, but we've had this conversation. Okay, you, so you, so you nobody gets me. hurt. Yeah. Nobody gets hurt. They yeah. both they no one both, pays it. No one pays they, attention they run, except for the people they, hiring you. They both run the job sites exactly the same and the workmanship is exactly the same. Okay, so I'm driving down the street, and when I look at the back of someone's truck, it says licensed, and it says the number. It says CV, CVOR, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it has no, the number. What does that. that tell you? It, it tells doesn't you, tell me shit. I just, because I just don't know. Where it tells that... you that people know the minimum code for okay, your house. Wanna, they I'll, have more awareness. I want to squash this one. I want to squash this one because it, it, we, we're, this we're, one's going to be a whole still, other podcast on its own. I still haven't heard any legalities, like some straight legalities on not having a contractor's license because I've just never heard of it in this country or the province. 
And there's something else I want to get to. I'm totally bringing this up on the next Here one. Here it is. Here it is. I, I've taken some liberties with your list. but I, uh, I What really, are we doing now? Well, I would like to go through because I know I don't know if we're running long or if we're on time. No, 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 no. Look where we're at. Oh, cool. Look where we're at. Okay, super. We still got time. But we're going we're gonna to go bananas after with uh, after all this. And we have So we want to go through the list already. We have 12 questions to get through. The 12 and questions think, of construction. Then, yeah. Wow. For a little sure. earlier but, but than I see Teddy's added a couple uh, there. Okay. No, I only added one. Oh, <laughs> I also have a, something to add to that. Well, two. It is two. It is two. Listen, so what is your favorite construction word, Manny? We'll go through all with Manny. You know, it's and funny is that leading up to this episode, I was thinking about these questions and I never actually answered them in my head. Either did I. So now I got to answer them. I like that it's just honest and whatever comes off your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and the kennel's up. What uh, is my favorite construction word? Pride. Pride. Nice. That's great. Pride. You know, it's, it was adopted by that community, but it's a great word. Yeah. Yeah. Pride. Carlitos? Uh, hired. Hired. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. So, what is your least favorite construction word? Just laziness. Laziness. It just bugs the hell out of me. It does. Cake, cake tapers. Yeah. <laughs> Any trade with lazy attached to their business card bugs the hell out of me. For me, it'd be... And it's probably not one word, but I'm late. Late. Oh, yeah. Like, I hate late. I hate running late. I hate hearing you're going to be late. It's going to be late. It's not done on time. Late. That's pretty good. I, yeah, late. Yeah. That one's a pet peeve. That's one of those ones, like, I try and tell, teach my children now with punctuality. Is well, I mean, when, you when choose you're, to be when late. You're, when you're constantly late, yeah, you, you're, you're saying to that individual that you don't respect their exactly. time. Exactly. People respect you more when you're on time. They certainly exactly. do. What turns you on in construction, Manny? Passion. Anybody has a passion for anything, I don't even care if it's the honey wagon driver and he comes in and he cleans that toilet and he's passionate about it. I have respect for that individual. Anybody that has passion. Nice. For me, it's it started right from the beginning when I told you I, I worked in a factory and I was at a dead-end job. It's opportunity. The construction industry gives you opportunity to be whoever you want or whatever you want and do whatever you want. It's about what you do with it and where you take it. And if it takes you 30 years like it has me to find yourself and to try to rebrand yourself and become somebody, so be it. But it gives me, it, it has opportunity, and that's the most important and, part. And precisely, and I'd like to elaborate on that a bit, uh, if you don't mind, but also the uh, what I loved about when I did move to construction, because, you know, I was working in bars and dead-end jobs. and uh, Yeah, we used to bounce together. Yeah, is the, is the, <laughs> the, the, physical, the physical manifestation of accomplishment. Like, you've yeah. done something. Yeah. I, people, you guys throw the production word around a lot, too, but, like, I used to produce several thousand feet a week on a constant rhythm and basis. And, you know, and my kids would say something. I'm like, I built 600 houses in those 10 years. You know what I mean? Like one a week for, you know what I mean? Like, it, and nobody he, could ever take that away. No, from and, you. and one guy po posted a really cool thing. Uh, and it was a picture. It was a meme where the guy was like pointing out the window and it said every trade dad ever. And he's like, I built that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, it's so true. true. <laughs> Super. All right. And uh, did we get what turns you off in construction? No, we did. What turns you off in construction? Did we? Man? I thought we did. No, what turns you on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So passion, yeah. yeah. What turns me off? A lack of respect of what construction truly costs. Yeah, good one. From trades to clients, it starts at clients. From, from clients to trades to suppliers, anybody that's trying to dog you on your price, 
anything that's disrespectful regarding what the true cost of construction. So they're playing a game. Yeah. Just playing a ridiculous that, that game. That bothers the hell out of me because yeah. it just shifts gears into a, a place that you you got to fight and you got to try to figure out and you don't want to compete in that world. Exactly. And ha- having people actually have the, the proper optics yeah. in front of them to know people exactly what's happening in construction. They don't question they don't their know. lawyer. Yeah. They don't question their doctor. They, they don't, don't question, question their Rogers. accountant. They don't question uh, Rogers. To, to, they, quote, to quote Vin Diesel, the fucking milkman is getting paid. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like it's, Gas it's, stations, everything. Like They don't question any of that stuff, but they question construction. Great one. Great one. So what's ruined my opportunities in this business? It's given me a job. It's kept me busy, but it's ruined all my opportunities that everyone talks a big talk. Everybody comes in strong. Everybody comes in telling you what you want to hear. They start the job, but they never finish the job. Nobody. I hate this industry because nobody finishes what they start. Just finish what you fucking got paid for. And just finish it. Yeah. Don't walk away from it. Don't make excuses why you can't finish it. Finish it, man. That's brilliant, man. So brilliant. the worst thing or the thing I hate about construction is Turns people not off. finishing yeah. their projects. That is a big turn. You off. got paid for it. Yeah. Now fucking finish it. Totally. And finish it right. Yeah. Right, you're a little upset or yeah, something. Yeah, actually, yeah, the, heat, the heat is on. The heat is on. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It's actually nice and cool in here. <laughs> for the first time, we're not sweating. All right. And yeah. Oh, Jesus. There's so many of these. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> What what is, what what is your from Glace Bay, Nova Scotia? Jesus, Jesus. What is your favorite curse word besides Jesus? <sighs> this one's gonna be bad, man. Um, I'd have to say a big fucking hairy cunt. Yeah, it's your favorite curse word. That's my favorite curse word, man. <laughs> That's it several, but it, it is one. It is one thing. <laughs> yeah. See you next Tuesday. It is whatever it is. It is. It's like there is no equivalent to that word. It doesn't matter who you are. It it. If the way it's expressed can just dig right into somebody, man. So yeah. it is a bad one. So <laughs> it's not the first time it's been expressed. What's your on the favorite show. curse word, Carly? So not that I use it all the time, but I only use it around people like Ted or like you, Manny. So I got two. It's not course, English. It's not English. Of course you do. I say words, but they're not my favorite words. I uh, think I think one of my favorite curse words would be blood clot. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> or in Hungarian, buzzmek. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? Mine's mine's pertinent to what we said before. Like when you say, like the guy doesn't finish his job. I hit it, the same curse word, and it makes no sense whatsoever how it evolved. I think I heard it in a movie, but every time I run into some shit in front of me that wasn't done properly, I gotta deal with or I can't deal with. I scream at the person like they're there and they're long gone. I say, You fucking animal. Like I, I can't stop <laughs> like I'll be pulling a nail out of somewhere like I'm, I'll, I mean like an Ardox that's come through the drywall and be like, You fucking animal. I, I, I always say that. Um, it's not be, about me, but I just had to say I, it. I, just before you go any farther, I, I think we should add what's the funniest swear word. So uh, Teddy introduced me to uh, Johnny dangerously. Oh, you yeah. fought a I'm trying to get my kids to watch that. It's a classic in my They won't get it. What is your favorite car, truck, bike, vehicle? vehicle? Yeah. It has always been, I'd have to say. AMG 63? No, 427 Shelby Cobra. (laughs) Oh, shit. Always been. Always been. Really? Yeah, I've always loved that car. I think it's it's the cleanest. Uh, my son has a, a love and hate affair with Stangs, but I like the Shelby Cobra or something else. Carlito, what's your favorite vehicle? Like, it, yeah, a long it could be here. anything. Like, well, be anything. Car, no, no, car, truck, bike, yeah, any vehicle. Any vehicle. Right, vehicle. Yeah, the space shuttle. Ooh. <laughs> I- <laughs> 
I know I'm not joking you. <laughs> I want to go to the sure, moon. Just make sure take you take a case to of the moon. <laughs> Let me swim under the stars. <laughs> Picture of Carlito with a case of PL case walking of PL to the, the moon. Yeah, yeah, but could you see me like giving everyone the finger around the world? Hey, we're not talking. We're not talking window guy like the big sausage or how gun. About, or how the about the big this? sausage gun with the. People. How about this? Banging in the shuttle on, right. on this, in space. The, fa- the ten thousand mile high club. You can dream. You can dream. All right. Sa- uh, same question. Uh, what is your least? What's oh, your least anybody favorite? who knows me knows I can't stand Corollas. I test drove one. Couldn't. I, oh, I can't stand. It had a smooth suspension, but it was it's a the number really one selling fugly. car in the entire world, and there's like a billion of them or whatever. I just can't stand. Yeah, I'm with you. I Listen, Toyota's built locally, so I, I gotta stay somewhat mum on the subject, but. <laughs> We build a lot of Toyotas from here to Woodstock. I think we do. I think we do the Rav Four. I think though. it's more a reflection of the individuals that drive it and how they drive that vehicle. Yeah, it's my hatred towards that vehicle could be. Could be. I'm not grouping an entire culture on that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Carlito, my same question. I never what? even thought of it. The Concorde? Uh, no, no. I actually like the Concorde. They I don't know why they canceled that. it. Yeah, and you know who used to fly the Concorde in in between his uh, stints as lead singer of Iron Maiden was uh, Bruce Dickinson. Really? He flew the Concorde. No way. Before it was decommissioned. Yeah, and then uh, people saw him here last year and said he could still sing like a motherfucker. Wow. You know, you see those Asian guys like Vince Neil and I shit, and they, they start losing their. Wow, well, yeah. they can't sing. They ain't sexy. Dickinson uh, pound knock one of the parts. Wow. I, I hate to say this. Like I, I really don't want to say this. I True. think I think that the Yugo destroyed my country. <laughs> I actually like that car. I yeah. liked it because it was three cylinder. It was made. Yeah. People it, would go ape shit if they saw you with it's that. Tinny that or a lot, lot of. Yeah, yeah, but but you know what? Like, they could have made it more luxurious. They could have huh? like they had an that opportunity to make point. a car. I, I, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of this. Former Yugoslavia could have made up. I know it was made okay, for the teenagers. I think a lot of this is coming from your dad driving a caddy for someone. <laughs> <laughs> that you think Croatians should have been a bigger yeah, like so pit vehicle with a gangster un- truck. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm going to go against my own people and say the Yugo has embarrassed me. <laughs> Did it only come in that one beige color? No, no, no. Army? It came in many colors. It came in many colors. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Manny, what construction sound or noise do you love? Wow. Do I love? Which one do you love? The sound... Of nothing in a completed home. Oh, yeah. Not even a cricket. Just dead quiet. Dead quiet in a completed Completion. home. In You're, the back of your head, you've heard every single trade and yeah. what they've accomplished. And not substantial. Completed. Yeah. Done. Completed. Not yeah. substantial. Completed nice. home. And you're just standing there all by yourself for the very first time. And you're absorbing that sound. Nice. And deep breath. I love that. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Very good answer. Carlito, what is the sound you love in construction? What's a construction sound you love? Noise, sound or noise, yeah. Sound or noise, eh? In construction. I should know this art by now, but I just haven't even thought about it. It's funny that you never think about these things. Because nobody's come asking. up with a podcast that asks these really intellectual and questions. And asks <laughs> our own questions to <laughs> us. <laughs> um, I, I really think that, uh, that I'd probably really love to hear a backhoe. Yeah. I really love the, the sound of a backhoe. Like, I just love you know do like dozers backhoes you know they um, are moving excavators the i love that heavier machinery I love, yeah i just yeah. love that kind of sound of that I, hey i work. can get i can get with that man i can get with that yeah I, i've been an interior finisher so long that 
when I hear the quick cuts outside or hear the zoom boom from uh, from the guys finishing the roof or perk. whatever, or, or picking the bricks beep, up the stonemason, I'm like, beep, beep. I don't. And I also know no one's coming in. Nah, There's such know. a foray outside that I get the inside, they got the outside. <laughs> Super. And okay, yeah, let's uh, and the uh, 180 on that. What construction sound or noise do you hate? That's simple. Stripping a bit. I don't Ooh. care if it's a brand new bit, an old bit. Stripping a bit. Yeah. I think that if you strip a bit, you're just lazy, man. Yeah. You're not holding that gun at the right angle. You're not holding that gun properly. And you're stripping a bit and you don't care about that bit. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that is a great one, Manny. <laughs> um for me it's it happens to me all the time. It kills my ears. Like it's con it's like it's like scratch it's worse than scratching a chalkboard. What is it? It's when a grinder just is at, at its highest pitch when it's cutting. Mm. It's like like and it just yeah, like yeah, yeah. it actually kills my ear and I'm like I have to walk away for a second and say holy fuck man that hurt my ear like you know We've so I just hate that when a grinder doesn't grind something accordingly or the way you yeah. want it and it just squeals in your ear yeah we have we have that on the commercial sites when the grinder goes off on break time because everything's union and everyone's like wait you don't no, mean the kind big... of grinder he's on yeah. <laughs> Tinder that, that will not get any traction whatsoever. <laughs> I, when I hear a router, a new drywall guy, or when I've done it, when a router goes into a steel box, you push it a little too hard, you go into a steel box. I don't. I, you oh, could, that the pitch, the pitch changes yeah. immediately, and and, and you're you like, could cause some real you, problems too. But usually, it's just a little bite. But, your inner uh, drum is just uh, like uh, <laughs> the plaster rings when they get those, and then I gotta fix them. What profession other than your own would you like to? attempt many carlito's gonna love this and i've always wanted to be this and it was my first uh, when i was a kid an astronaut oh uh, yeah <laughs> i would love to have been an astronaut man I'm, I'm, I'm telling you if i'm ever hugely successful enough i'm buying a fucking ticket on virgin galactic man yeah i'm getting my ass it up was there. supposed to be up a while ago it was only it's a few still hundred, testing it was only know? a few hundred thousand dollars to go see the curvature it, it was Europe like three hundred thousand yeah, dollars yeah. and i and i if i'm ever wealthy enough i am booking a ticket and getting up yeah, there yeah, yeah. i don't care so an astronaut. It, it, it's the ocean that that we see it's the one yes. I, i'm with you 100 percent. yes well so the question is what would be my what other what other career what other job what, you know what well I mean? what profession I, I, I don't think i'd want to have a career okay fair enough so profession profession I, I, I think what I'd like to do is something like the the male the dancer there, days. No, I just I would want to be someone like Tesla. Like oh. he's like he's taking those chances. He's you know taking us to different planets. He's changing our names, our our birth certificates. He's he's doing things that nobody's done, and he'll always be remembered in his history books for the good or bad. But he'll always be remembered. Yeah, he's that wonderful and, antihero, right? And he's so a- like I don't want it to be something that I have as a job. But I would rather be an entrepreneur and change the world and make a difference. And I, I'm hoping that our podcast makes that difference in construction. It's going to better you, make you more passionate, make you more honest, make you more aware of what people go through. I think Tesla's doing great. I don't like everything he's doing. Sometimes I think he's a dummy, but he's you brilliant. You know what? No, but that's part of it, right? That's part of it with him. I like that you but said that. If that it was, was if Carlito, it was, by the way. If it was... If it was, I'm so glad that everyone knows what your voice sounds like and what my voice sounds like. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I, 
uh, I've always loved space. You know me, I collect robots, and yeah, uh, I've always been into like yeah, Japanese animation. Anime, yeah. I got tons of I, uh, yeah, comics and so I, on. I, I really enjoyed that answer. I enjoyed both those answers. I mean, they're <laughs> no, they're not just outside the box. They're they're really shooting for the moon. No pun intended. Um, and it's something you you can't think of. Like I always think of I, I, what's near and dear to me. My heart is. I lived in northern Ontario, and I I, I know I'm not on the interview, but what I want to say is like, <laughs> no, no, but when, you are though. As you get older, <laughs> as you get older, those answers morph. Of course. Right? They just morph. They and, do. And when I see communities struggling, and it could be in Calcutta, India, or Northern Ontario, or it could be in Mexico, where you know they have to pay tribute to, to, to get their avocados out to the gangsters, I would love to fix that. That's for me. That, that would be my, my dream. But I really like the envelope pushing on, on both your answers. Um, uh, here's a really good one. What profession would you not like to do? Pretty simple. Do you have one? Is there one oh, burnt yeah, that's, in there? That's simple enough, man. I'd never want to be anywhere near or associated with or have anything to do with a Paula fucking Titian. <laughs> they, in my Beautiful opinion, answer. are the scum of the earth, and they are basically people that are born to lie. More, yeah, more to Tell me what you feel. Motorhead wrote, a, <laughs> Motorhead wrote a great song about it. Yeah. You know what? It's not politicians. It's the, the politicians of today. No, and, and no, 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 man. No. Politicians in general. This goes back this, to Julius yes, Caesar, dude. Yes. Yeah, this is. Wow. You're bred, you guys yeah. you're bred to screw people over. You're bred to lie about staying in office. Oh. You're bred to. Everything you do is about trying to keep your job and nothing to do with the people. And if your job is about the people, you should be focusing about the people. We get a lot of flack as contractors for screwing people over or whatever. Politicians don't get anything. Let me say it, baby. What all, they... all my promises are lies. All my love is hate. Yes. I am the and politician. And even when they get fired, yeah. what do they do? Write a book and go on the circuit oh, and get yeah. paid for pr- oh, personal Mul- Look at Mulroney. We're, we're all al- uh, old oh, enough to remember that. Fuck, so, I mean, he, like, he, he probably leaked a shit about Airbus so he'd get charged so he could sue the government. Like, these guys are game players with so I, I would never, I've never wanted to be a politician. Beautiful. Beautiful answer. Carlito, hit me with one. Hit me with a good one. <laughs> I could only try to relate this to, like, pain and suffering. I would not want to do anything to do with radioactivity of any kind, like yeah, working in geez, like Louise. cleaning out a radioactive cell or that's or, a different gear. Yeah, <laughs> like something like thank you, Carlito, something, come up here. Something really dangerous, like like it only takes Carlito, one second in there to screw and up wa- and wash the cooling rods. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, there's, there's just so up. much radiation exposure and, and the suffering from that would just yeah. be. So I'm thinking, like, if I had a if I hated a job, it'd be something where I would suffer for it after and think, what a Fucking dummy, I am. Yeah. I should have wore that spacesuit Manny had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, before we do number twelve. I'm gonna I'm gonna put. You gonna uh, insert one. I'm gonna insert one that has two parts. Okay, so a Carlito two parter. Yeah, well, sort of. And this <laughs> is Teddy's show. Yeah. I, well, what uh, Manny? What would be your favorite construction? Ask vehicle to operate. What what have you not operated Ooh. or have you operated that would would be like uh, amazing, like a uh, high hose swing shovel, like a anything. Cr- a crane, a high rise crane, a high rise crane. Yeah, sky crane, sky crane. Yeah, I, I that thing is so intimidating. I remember when I was first year in construction, I was downtown and uh, one was being assembled. Yeah, and put together and shutting down the roads, and I stayed there the whole motherfucking time just, just to, to watch, watch it. it. I've watched it on TV once. Too. I just to watch it. I was like fascinated by that, and then it's I, like, I it's like watching Lego on yeah. super steroids. And yeah. I'd still love. I'd be intimidated as hell, but I would still to operate that thing. Yeah, wind tolerances, that thing, all goes that on. stuff, man. I saw a Sky Crane drop a pallet of drywall through the temporary office. You know the trailers. 
boom. And the guy was at lunch or he would have been gone. It was five eights, th- 32 sheets. So 12 foot five eights. <laughs> and it's, I guess it slipped. You know, they just put the crosshair straps on it and boom, yeah, it went straight down. Carlito, so how about you? I know you've driven a lot of shit. Yeah. Op- operating? I want you to operate it. Yeah. So operating anything I want to operate. Yeah. Okay, so I think this is going to have to be a two-question. No, no, please. Two elaborate. Answers, elaborate. Two elaborate. Elaborate. Okay, so this is first, the construction if I could, if I could man. answer your question and I could operate anything, I would love to operate an arm that blows so much explosives, <laughs> it would just blow a complete city apart. Like Wiley E. Coyote. <laughs> Acme, with Acme on the front. That would be operating Ooh. something. It's, it's really Boom. ironic that you're saying that because the previous question is a job that you didn't want to do, which was about radioactive. And, and how you to I know, but TNT is different. Yeah. It's, it's my, well, it's like everyone you went to Rona, wait, right? Wait. I don't care about my droplets. Teddy, Teddy. It's your droplets I'm afraid of. Teddy, you know what? That, that was that was the funny the funny answer. Okay. But if I could really operate anything I've always wanted to, um, and I always find myself watching these kind of videos, is that I would, and it's funny that you said crane. Uh, I would love to to bust buildings with that big demolition oh, ball the wrecking and ball. smash buildings Damn. and make them collapse. Or, I wasn't even on my radar. I like a hovercraft, so I would really like to ride. Oh. No, no, no. But I want to put I want to put <laughs> the this, military one. No, but in construction they have that uh, you know the double tamper, the Portuguese snowmobile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For concrete. <laughs> yeah, I want to ride one of those around a new slick pad. Like I see the guys doing it, and it looks like they're having fun, even though their faces are dead serious. Yeah. And they're just Rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. Oh, that is funny, dude. That's hilarious, man. Super. So what's the second part to that? You guys elaborated and went all the way. I, I, your favorite construction vehicle to operate, and what's the what's the thing you hate to do when when you come out? If someone says you got to get on the uh, zoom boom or you got to get on the uh, skid steer, is there one you don't like that you've driven already? I'm intimidated by some of the bigger ones. No, no, but one you, you, that you just hate operating. No, Jum- no a jumping does. jack, man. Yeah. I, find, I find that jumping jack irritating, man. Just like pounding, 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 pounding. For me, pounding. it's the for me, it's the plain X drywall sander. <laughs> you don't like it? I tried I only, to sell that on I, you so I, many times. I Dude, the, I like the vacuum yeah. and I like the plain X for the vertical surfaces. We talked about this last yeah. time, man. And for the ceiling, it sucks. I just think I had to fix. I think I told you on the last podcast. Yeah. I had to fix a guy's job that stuff. looked like he took an angle grinder. Know, to but it they keep on talking about how yeah. perfect it is, and I'm like, it's not perfect. Yeah. So the so the question is what? It's again? better, and they're going the right. Is there anything that uh, you've operated construction? Could be heavy equipment. That I have really. operated. Yeah, that you don't like. That you're like, I don't want to do that. That ain't my cup of tea. I don't like it. That time comes on that job, like you got to kangle up that floor. But you know what I mean? Like, is there something like fuck? I, that's my least favorite. You know, it's funny sometimes, and I can't stand it is when you see extension cords just be abused and then you're asked to coil up a 100-foot extension cord and yeah. you fight it the whole way. Oh, yeah. But that's not a vehicle, though. No, no, I know, but it's just a, a equipment, equipment, equipment yeah, or something. It's, it's almost like you're in the Amazon fighting a python. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, we got well, we got mating cords on the commercial sites. It's at a level you've never seen before. Really? And yeah, especially when you're the kid. And, yeah. they're, and they're like, hey, man, fix all those mating cords. You're like, where the fuck do I start? <laughs> It's like separating six balls of yarn, man. Like, what am I, a cat? I, I know what I I hate. What operating? I hate operating a wheelbarrow. Oh yeah, 
Who the fuck wants to carry all that unless you're working out? I guess, but like, I, I just think don't that, want that, ex- might be a, that might be a height issue too because I don't like them. I have to cockeye my body to make them run smoothly. I got to squat down. Otherwise, your body's getting yes. compression. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. if you're if you're a, like a, a, a thick, short Portuguese guy, yeah, you're, you're good. A, <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you're a thick, if you're a, if you're a tick European, uh, uh, did, you say, did you speak Jamaican again? Yeah. Tick, tick <laughs> European. If you're vertically challenged and you're a thick European, blood clot, mama. <laughs> they should actually Man do sick and a good now. They should do wheelbarrows in two sizes, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I but think I think they think the pivot on the wheel handles it, but the the way you have to keep it level with put certain a bigger loads, wheel, yeah. man. But a bigger oh yeah, barrel. jack that Don't fucking jack wheel up. Hey, but you know what? They, they got some crazy wheelbarrows now, like powered yeah. wheelbarrows and. One of my favorite rebuilds was an old wheelbarrow I was going to throw out, and I put a hard tire on it. I painted it all up, and you know what? Sometimes I put just a, put a I just and bring, lawnmower at the it. farm. I always pull it out, and they go, "Wow, that's a really nice wheelbarrow." And I go, we Thanks. always find out something new about Carlito on every single show. <laughs> all right, well, this isn't a wrap up, but it's a wrap up to the section. I think there's one if, more question. Yeah, no. if if heaven exists, this is a tough what one. would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? This, this is, is a, a tough, tough one. one man. Man. Give it some thought. This is a Hundred episodes. This is you guys. This is a uh, man. Anybody who really knows me will know, will understand my reply to that. And all I can really say is, you can maybe come in, but the pitchfork can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Oh, top drawer, buddy. Top all I drawer. see is red now. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I think I think that uh, me coming to the pearly gates and them saying to me would be, your work is not done yet. Get back down there. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be a... I don't think I'll ever finish what I, I was actually here for that I know of. I, I know I'm here for something and I, I make a difference for somebody else, not myself, but for other people, that's somewhat what, what the way my life has gone. It's It's always benefited everybody else. Like... Me being in television or in construction, everyone's always got, they've always taken the glory for my work or taken the credit for my abilities or my workmanship. Even contractors taking my pictures and posting them instead of and taking, the, and taking the credit for them. You know, I think that's just kind of where I kind of go with that. And I just want to, you know, finish the job Beautiful. I was supposed to start. A lot of people have that, um, in the, not a mantra per se, but... In a lot of theology, you, yeah. you'll find that if you have unfinished business, you're coming back. Yeah. So it's uh, and I think I think that's really pertinent to your immortal. podcast. That's immortal. That's, well, I don't want immortal, but it's pertinent <laughs> to your podcast. No, I think I think when you hit eighty, your your brain will start telling you, "Fuck, I don't want to stay here forever." Like, yeah. there's a, the 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 fact that it's finite makes it beautiful. And and the question about the pearly gates, I, I find really appropriate. But can I say this? Ninety nine. One hundred. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Beautiful. I, 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 I've got another one that's off your wonderful list. But, what's uh, that? But, between the two of you, what's a project you'd salivate over? Like, what would you like to attempt? Is there anything specific that is easily relatable to the to the listeners? Um, like something you tried to do? Like, what, I, I'd like to do a completely round build. You know, it, like you know what I mean. Like, I'd love to do a building, a structure, a custom home, or something that actually embraced. All the five elements of earth like the natural oh elements. yeah the something five to, rings buddy the five so it's something to do with earth. how the footprint so the dirt the air the light the wind what's the last one water water 
Yeah. Oh, and have them actually, that would be cool. So and also encompassed in the structure so somehow. From, and from geothermals to solar, you can, you can make it so, something. and also nothing's outside of exactly. that scope, right? Everything's inside those five. So you're so parameters. aware of, of this, of this structure that's attached to the earth. They're like, this, yeah. it, it, it's built a certain way. Do you dig Frank, Frank Lloyd, right? Of course. Yeah, totally. Of course, Falling yeah. water, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, that's, that's exactly that, that kind of idea, but for a more modern Dale. Certainly. Yeah. His time was in the time of where insane. we were, but it, it was, was insane. insane and still yeah. stands a test, but. There's a new guy coming. There's an, and I know people do the one-off builds that have good vision, but that's a good answer. That's amazing, Carlito. Anything like that? Like, so let's, let's hear the, qu- I, let's hear the question one more time. There was a transparent <laughs> building I saw one time in the states. Let's hear the question one more time. Is there anything on your bucket list in, inside the construction life that you're having here that you're like, I would love to do that? Like I, I like as an example, I saw an engineering feat. I think it was Indianapolis. Don't hold me to that because my sister-in-law mentioned to me they have a building that is completely see-through. So pipes, wires, everything is wow. cleanly done. It's I, I know parts it, of the. New they York. lived in also Chicago and, and Ohio, so I, I think it was Indy, but I, I'm not positive. I would okay. So, no. Would you like I, to I be think, on the build of a sky? No, dome? no. I, yeah. I I really would love to build, and it's kind of like a, a. It's always been a dream since I've been a kid, and the first part's going to sound really horrible, and it's just a word, but I would love to build a bunker. But not so much as a bunker. It would be a self, like a, a home that would produce food and fresh oxygen and uh, recycle water. Gardens. And, and yeah. that could be used on the pl- on moon, on the Mars, or on the planet. Because I think that we're just not appreciating. I think that when you grow your own food or you uh, really you know are healthy and you take care of yourself, you start to appreciate all the little things on the planet. And I think that if we could kind of enjoy our home, like... You know, this whole COVID thing has kind of given us an appreciation for our for homes, sure. our private spaces, our Dol- family dolphins, spaces. Dolphins swimming in the Venice Canal. Like, there's I been know, some and right, and right so. now, renovations are at, at the highest I've ever seen in 30 yeah. years. Like, I really feel that people are really spending their money now and they're spending it personally. Like, they're spending their money wisely now and getting the things that they always wanted because they're at home now and they need to, you know, appreciate those yeah. things. So I think that I would love to build a home that would be off grid and I'm going to call it an army bunker. <laughs> <laughs> not, an, not an Archie bunker. No. Yeah. If I want a lawyer, bunker. he's got to be chillers. Army bunker. <laughs> That's a great answer. I mean, I don't know. There's That's a great a, question. I well, like because question. there's there's things you see like uh, you've taken notice of and yeah, you, might, you, you might file them and they're not the forefront of your, your cerebral uh, cortex here, but... When you see them, I'm always when I'm in awe of something. When I used to be part of the American wall and ceiling industry, uh, when I first got into acoustics, they'd send the magazines. It was just breathtaking shit from the US, yeah. where they're just trying to push the envelope. And then you know, right to mag trains in Japan yeah. and all that stuff, like just stuff that's just engineering feats. They just kind of get me. What they get we my as human firing. beings. Yeah, what we have accomplished is insane. But you got to wonder what we're what else we're gonna accomplish. Totally, totally. And uh, you had some uh, interesting uh, discussion on. I think it was the last ninety nine with Jesse. Where you're talking about the stone and uh, stuff like that, but now there's some new stuff coming up. Like now that we're slashing the Amazon rainforest, oh. they're seeing structures from 130,000 years ago, possibly in the Americas. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I totally believe that. I, I mean, I, I don't know how much more we can destroy to it to unearth. Well, you got a century stuff. of that forest growing, which is the biggest forest. And, and what's that new uh, tech? It's like a sat picture. It's like a. It's not sonar. It's a new picture they can take. They don't have to move the forest. No, they and can they can read the, what's underneath. They can read what's yeah, underneath. Yeah, yeah, the thermal scanning it's, that. I'm way. sure it was military based. Uh, well, there's yeah. also 
also what was it recently in Italy where that whole Roman walkway or the whole almost part of a city was uncovered because That's it right. was it was built on like six or seven feet of it was built on top of it and it was yeah. just unearthed recently. And what was it uh, ten years ago they found Gobekli Tepe, which is yeah, yeah all it was kinds one of, the of stuff. So you so gotta wonder. I right? think with between what Carl said about what he said about the army bunker, which I really enjoyed. I know a hundred years no, from now it being that, found. If we can marry those and stop fighting with each other on accepted science and marry all that stuff and just let engineers and everyone go wild. And I think that's why he spoke about Elon Musk because yeah. he's he's run a little bit wild and it's crazy, but it's lovely. But you need time. an extremist to get to where oh, he's you at. Do. You do. I had, I had a, a mom. There can't be sh- any gray. I was, I was driving my 4x4 in the winter out at the ski hill here at Chicopee going to pick up the kids. And I was sober as a judge, but I had uh, my, my wife's buddy with me and she, we were going to pick up the kids. And uh, her kids and my kids were skiing together. And I started doing like donuts in the parking lot because it's, it's huge. It's a parking and, lot. And it wasn't a snowstorm. It was just a late Who snowfall. Who hasn't done that to the table? I, I'm I still into, do it. Yeah, I'm getting into a four-wheel peel. And she's like, stop, stop, stop. And and the kids were in the back. And she's like, like uh, if you want to kill my kids, I go, no one's in any danger. I'm in complete control of this vehicle. And I'm like, and if you keep thinking like that, and if the Wright brother's mother had a thought like that, they wouldn't have taken those chances. You have no, to have some. Exactly. We don't have to have the same recklessness as when they were, you know, you know, we, you, the, the, the death and slavery throughout the, the pyramids. But we can go further now. We know more. We're getting better. And I, you, I'm excited to see about what's coming. That's you know where, what? That's t- where this is yeah, going. That's, that's, sure. that's brilliant. And it triggered something in me. One of the things we got to do is normal kids would go play soccer. Normal kids would go ride their bikes. Yeah. We would go into forests and make rafts and underground forts and dig holes under trees to make like shelters. And why, it, why am I not surprised? No, and yeah. what, what it, it was primitive, no, but, what but that leading, trial and error is so what wonderful. Le- and what I'm leading to is today people's kids are so umbrellaed, not because their parents love them, because their parents don't want to deal with the consequences of whatever may well, happen as them being a child and enjoying life, life yeah. and, in, and and experiencing it. It's like walking with your shoes on the grass or walking barefoot. You The, the feeling is 100% different. Well, yeah. you know? You're, I, one of my favorites with the kids, uh, and, and it was before their time, but we still watch it, was Finding Nemo. And, and and the dad's like, I don't I don't want anything to ever happen to him. And then she's like, Well, then nothing ever is going to happen to him, right? That's not right. Too much, not too much fun for little Harper. Where's the experience? <laughs> yeah. Where's the stories? Well, it's not even that. It's a, it, you're never going to evolve without. You, you have to teeter on those edges, and you know you get those odd guy in a squirrel suit that eats a build, uh, you know, a bridge and stuff. But they really lived. I mean, what do you say? I know, that? but that's that's all applicable to the construction industry. It is, and it's we have to, to we have to push life. envelopes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and think about it. And like what you're saying too, Carlito, about all those new self-sustainable, you, you spoke yeah. to it too, Manny, like we're getting there and hopefully, I don't know if production will ever adopt it, but what if it's 50-50 would be good enough? You know, because some people have to be able to afford homes that are never, it's not going to be feasible all the time, but we can slowly move that way. Well, we're going to have to cool this planet at some point. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to argue science. You're uh, going to be in your space yeah. shuttle on another planet. Exactly. I hope anyway. so. You're going to have your army bunker up Because on I'm the moon. six degrees away from meeting him. Yeah, and I'm Who? gonna be like, "Hey, can I build something on the moon for you?" <laughs> I got these ICF blocks I'd like to put up there. <laughs> I've, even, I've, even, I've even factored, I've even factored the lesser gravity. Well, because because only ice, anybody but got think water. About this. I gotta mix think, this. Anybody think got about water? this. <laughs> only only in space would ICF be a thermal break. <laughs> well, it's one of one of uh, is it one of Neptune's moons that's covered in water? 
Uh, who knows what's under the surface? Well, of the maybe moon. you could just hitch a ride to Neptune. Get well, I don't some know water. if you know, but Ted's got his whole left arm completely tattooed. It's planets. All space, baby. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, and that's that. That's a, a NASA image of the sun right there, and that's uh, covering up an old Grateful Dead tattoo. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's sixteen sometime. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. Yeah, listen, guys, a hundred episodes. How do you feel? I know you're positive, but how do you feel? How do you feel going forward? Are you, are you looking forward to? To, to another uh, meeting new people, yeah, delving I'm, deeper I'm, into those areas that you skimmed on, whether it be the first round with me or with Jesse or or with windows and door guys, and concrete guys. I, I loved your helical pile one early yeah. on. Like there was so many to pick and choose from, and they're all really fun conversations. I like what we've created. I, I honestly like what we've created, and 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 it's been a lot of work. It's been a shitload of work. Of course. Well, it's if, been a shitload nothing of just work. happens. You have no. to keep the momentum. And, we, and, and, and honestly, like Carlito, when when we were talking about this all over again in September, I didn't think that we would get to 100. I did. I wasn't picturing 100, but we got into a rhythm. Well, we should have never stopped, but no, that, that but was the just thing the way is, it, no, but that's fine. But I'm glad that we got back at it, and and I'm glad that we got to 100 now. Yeah. And I'm really happy, and I'm looking forward to the next 100. You're my and, favorite driving podcast to listen. Wow, to, man. Thanks, I appreciate dude. it, man. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say something on it. Like I, you piss people off with some of the stuff, but it's not really controversial and controversial. It's again, it's still it's this honest. Great, Can you it's imagine honest if we actually start getting sponsors on board and they just want us to be uh, the way we yeah, want to be? I know. That's always that's always we're not police. By anybody, who was this show no. brought to you by? Uh, the police, yeah. <laughs> NASA, NASA, NASA. <laughs> the construction so if, life. If I can say something, uh, please. I had lost all my motivation and in my inspiration on wanting to stay in the industry. And at the time, I was in a partnership. It just seemed like we were getting nowhere, and our wheels were spinning. And you know, me, Manny, and, and Mike were sitting down at the beginning, and we were talking. It was just about us enjoying each other in the in the industry, and we just had so much to talk about. And we realized that there was something to share or maybe unwind about. And at first, I think it was therapeutic for us for to sure. just just to have some fun, to interact with each other, and never thought it'd go anywhere. Yeah, and you're but recording, one, one you're of the most a huge event. But right? one of the most yeah. important things that me and Manny said to each other as we continued on with this without Mike, that if we could affect and change one person's life in this industry, okay. just one person that could that could change their life or better them or inspire them or motivate them to be a better human or contractor or just inspire someone to be in this industry. I think that this podcast may be that transportation for that one person. It's turned into more than that for me. And through this whole thing is I lost that loving feeling, that <laughs> loving <laughs> feeling for the industry. I really Righteous. did. You know, I, I came I came from a background where I, all I did was fix bad contractors work. And I spent so much time repairing, repairing and fixing. I had lost that that feeling for, for the industry and the homeowners drove me to a point where they never appreciated that this was their biggest investment and that they should treat me like a family member and respect my workmanship and so on. I I think now after a hundred podcasts and listening to a hundred different people's stories, all of them across well, the it was, board, it was recent. So every, we're all, we're everyone all that's that been one. on the podcast has been inspiring <laughs> the, to me. The young and guys. given me, given me yeah. passion. Like as much as we're trying to give back, I'm getting something from this for myself. I've learned so much about me, my trade, my brand, my business, uh, where I want to go. And if it's affected me and I'm doing this with Manny and trying to make a difference, what's it doing for other people? This podcast is about 
everyone in this industry. It's not about me and Manny. Me and Manny are just trying to present it and uh, and make some awareness to it and have fun with it. We're not trying to hurt anyone. We're not trying to assault. I feel like I've grown and I've bettered myself through for, this podcast sure. I, and like all to... the people that have inspired me along yeah. the way that I thought I was inspiring. They've inspired me. Well, yeah, it's reciprocal. It's yeah. like when you're teaching martial arts or when you're even teaching people in construction yeah. site, you, you learn more from that than you ever did yeah. getting it watered down but to you. You like hurting people. Well, you know what I really, you know what I really <laughs> like is, is uh, whether it was uh, done by design or it always seems to weave itself in a conversation. I think I let one go when I was on the, Oh, excuse yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. On your, no, is, uh, is, is, uh, when you learn from an epic fail. Yes, and when you have, I find there's a common theme among everyone that, especially the branched out in their own. They said, "The window and door guy." I used to work for these guys, and 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 they'll all. It's maybe not an epic fail, but a fail or a stutter or a hiccup or a you bump learn. in the road. With the ones who can digest that usually come out on top. And I think one thing I'd like to add to this one as a totally relating to that is those new young men and women coming into the industry are going to get discouraged and yep. all that stuff. I think you've also given a format here where they're going to hear those. They're always going to hear a few of them from every guest you have because nothing gets born out of a, a smooth sale, right? You don't learn enough out of no. that. Right? Well, you don't, and, you don't and, build a brand. And, no. and you said something so dear to my heart. I never talk about it because I always tell Manny after the podcast, shit, I should have said this or I should have <laughs> asked that. Or He's yeah. like, why didn't you, you idiot? Me too, me too. Um, anyways, one of the things you just said is very important to me. What really shows me who you are or what kind of character you have is... When the money's run out and the project is going on, how you handle it and carry yourself and how you finish it, yeah. that really shows me your character, who you are and how strong you are as, a, as an individual or as a person and what you will be in the future. I respect people that, hey, you know what? Didn't price it right, but I'm not going to hack it. I'm not going to walk away from it. I'm going to finish what I started. That's who I am. And those are the kind of people I really respect. Right on, right on. I've been there. I've been there. I've been on those jobs where, and not always, like, well, no, I've never walked away from a job where I owed anyone anything. You know what I mean? I have walked away from a few where we couldn't come to terms, but it was never, you know what I mean? I just cleaned. They didn't pay me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, and that's usually big contractors, not homeowners, because I'm, I dabble in all worlds. Like you said, like, there's times when I, like, when, even when the office and I haven't uh, come to an agreement of several offices I've worked for, I still leave. The job at industry standard or higher, I finish, I pack up my tools, I clean up, I leave. I don't have to take the next one. Do you know what I mean? And w when you're talking about a, a specific uh, situation where people have a holistic price as you guys as generals, how you finish that and how you pull that through, that's pretty interesting. Well, that's like, that lesson of learning how to say no. Yeah. And you only get that with more experience in this industry. Certainly. And, um, and, and stubbing your toe all yeah. this time. Uh, yeah. a, a lot of people won't. A lot of people won't tell you how much money they lose in in this business. Well, they always want to paint a, a, yeah. a, a positive so picture. In thir no negative in optics. thirty yeah. in thirty years, Ted knows me very well. I've I've gone through five business partners, and within those five business partners, I've lost a half a million dollars in this industry. Oh yeah, but I that know. I'll never claim. And someone will say, "Well, you didn't beat them up or take them to court." Listen, honestly, real. This is reality. Sometimes you just got to walk away. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes you a man. And that was the cost of learning. And what I really like about your new endeavor and uh, announcing it on the show tonight is that now, finally, like, you need to be the quarterback. Yeah. You don't yes. need a partner. You don't need a yes. partner. You 36, never did. 42, hut, Manny himself, too. He wanted to start as a quarterback. It, and he did that basement job by himself. That's all I saw. Yeah. And 
But there's but no, you there's no reason team, you got to put your team together. You know, man. You know I, I know I, my wife's industry. She's in a, a hardcore uh, management, ops management, and Wait, a project is that a management. Joke, a hardcore? No, no, <laughs> no. But like you know, a lot of people they're happy to make you feel like an imposter, but it's bullshit. You know what I mean? It's always it's always. Let those people be that yeah, way. I don't haters give a gonna, shit. Haters gonna I don't hate, care. right? And like, sure, yeah. we've got a lot of people that probably dislike us. They don't like our brand of talk. But the nice thing about anything is that everyone needs to understand is 2020. You shouldn't be afraid to express yourself and your opinion. Well, Certainly, I don't but know. Manny, as long that. as as long as you're not hurting somebody else, yeah, as long as not, not malicious. physically or, yeah. or mentally hurting somebody else, which we have not. It doesn't matter on every single show or individuals in person or on a professional life. We haven't hurt anybody, but we have expressed our opinion and stuck to our opinions. Well, we haven't backtracked. If anybody, well, wants, anybody wants to debate and come on the show, then go do ahead. you have an avenue well, for and, that? And this, exactly. was, this was another thing we wanted the construction life to be when me and Manny restarted this in September. We wanted to have something that what we're having right here. Even though the mics are on, this is a conversation you and I would have at dinner. Yeah. This is a conversation we'd have in a garage. This is a conversation we'd have on a job site yeah. talking about how the homeowner screwed us over or how a contractor screwed us over or how, or how an employee treated screwed us, really us over. Well, yeah. well, I was just getting to that. I was starting with the negative and then all the positive things that come out of it. Your stomach's growling. You. Yeah. <laughs> that was your dog. That was your dog. Um, this has been a, a really no, the, good trip. The highs man. are high too. You have those superlative customers. You, you better have those hang on to them. Yeah. Well, what keeps you in this industry? Times. But those yes. compliments, that the pat on the back. Yes. I have, I have one I've grown with. Uh, do you mind me giving a shout yeah, out? Yeah, course. Rockhaven Homes. Uh, your buddy Glenn Coyle knows them too. He, he grew up with those guys. Uh, uh, Jesse Grin and that family and uh, Jordan and all the guys there. Like they, their confidence in me and letting me uh, uh, do things. And I've watched them grow as well. Like they just get better and better and they do things oh, meticulously nice. and. Uh, think they're our only west or sorry east end client for us because we usually only go from guelph to like um odd time london but it's just it's, do, just do your homework it's funny man. you say yeah. that because i don't really have much to say i don't have really much to say about a lot of home developers because i've had bad experiences in the past i'm now seeing a change around my wife's now working for somebody that company they're caring about their employees. They don't want to lose their employees. If their employees are unhappy, they try to find out why they're unhappy and how they can change and how to keep them. When we start to work as a team and we actually like and create a positive energy and a, and I'm hoping this is a positive energy. I hope the show actually like yeah. really gives people a good kickstart or an opportunity to to balance out the ammunition and figure out what works for them or that. For sure. Them. I just want to say one last thing that we definitely want to continuously invite more guests on the show. Yeah. We're open to the conversations. We're going to continue to meet more drywallers, more carpenters, more finished guys, more tilers, everything. We like that we're interviewing regular people because we're regular people. We're not superheroes. The truth is that we're just like you. We're on the tools. We're on the job sites. Yeah. We go through your shit. We have our losses. We have our gains. We have our ups and we have our downs, right? Yeah. So we want to invite everybody, but I want everybody to understand in the next hundred episodes, we are going to be talking to code officials. We are going to be talking to lawyers. We are going to be talking engineers, to accountants, guys, engineers, yeah, more man. engineers, Had enough of those guys. more architects. <laughs> we want, and we're obviously every single trade out there. We're going to be talking, right? So it's don't just, let out the secrets. We no, got no, another no, hundred shows just, here coming just up. Just expect them all that this is all going to be coming. And we're also going to be talking to people that are going to help us physically and mentally as well. 
because there is a physical and a mental strain in this industry for each individual trade. So we have plans on talking to a lot of people to give up more valuable information. It's not always going to be about us. It's always no. going to be about them. And always the different clients are going to push the conversation yes. in different ways, which yes. is wonderful. I just want to make two short comments and that's <laughs> I'm done. Okay. okay. First of all, I like to say me and Manny do not meet eye to eye on all of our our answers. <laughs> I don't use these podcasts. As therapy. But you know what? But we respect each other. We respect each other as friends and as humans, and we allow not to police each other and be ourselves. But that also goes for our guests. There's guests I don't agree with. Omid came on the other day, and me and him argued back and forth. But you know what? I love him as a person. He does amazing work. Uh, and you were I, wrong. I love I love Manny, but I don't agree with everything he says. So that's what, important. I, what the most important part is is that we're we not, can disagree. We're not, well, this is the this is what I love about our podcast is that these are our own opinions, and nobody's right or wrong. We're not kissing each other's asses no. to try to make an answer that's not real. Well, and you see you see the the areas where everyone's congruent, like where everyone feels like okay, we're on the same page, and I think that's the beautiful part. I think we all get there. Yeah, all conversations can be difficult, but we can all disagree and we can all have our own opinions. And, and I, I and love that you guys have brought this and facilitated this with real people, real guests that have been in the trenches to, to whatever degree, even the young ones, the old ones too. Old ones are like old cops. We got a little more bullshit. Yeah, in our of course. Of and course. the young guys are a little greener, but they have that wonderful uh, ambition in front of them. But what's crazy is. We and can I love keep talking for another 100 <laughs> no, podcasts. No, no, no. And, and one last note is that we will never use any baby oil on this podcast. That's super. Uh, I'd, li I'd like to thank you guys for letting... I'd like to thank uh, Manny and Carlito for letting me host this baby no, oil. We'd like to thank you, Daddy. We are honored, Honestly, Daddy. Thank you and, so much and, uh, and showing up with all the homework, show, man. Yeah. That was amazing. But there is something. Before you go out, I expect you to beatbox out of here. <laughs> Who's beatboxing out of here? You are? Teddy is. You are? I can't beatbox. I got okay, a Ted, you're, I'll beatbox. You get us out of here. Ready? <laughs> okay. Carlito, Teddy. Oh, the construction life. <laughs> 100 episodes. Get us out of here. We's out. We's out. We's out. We's out. Take care, people. Oh. Take care, Canada. <laughs> Thank you for hey, listening. What's the area code? Thank you so much We're for the listening. In the 519. In the 519. 100. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I. I <laughs> Get your nerve. <laughs> <laughs>